Did I tell you guys that when I was at the disco in year eight and they played that um, Black Eyed Peas song that goes, pump it louder. <laughs> I thought the word was gnarly. And I was, <laughs> and I was yelling gnarly every goddamn gnarly. time. Gnarly. <laughs> yes. Pump it gnarly. <laughs> it's a better lyric. It's a better lyric. It's a bed of lyrics. Yeah. Now, is this a song by the Black Eyed Peas? I liked uh, They See Me Rolling, I'm Hayden. Yeah, That's how I like you introduce that. yourself yeah. on the pod now. <laughs> I often, I often <laughs> say that to people. That song's about me. Welcome to Truly Rotten Tomato Potatoes, oh, uh, oh, your one-stop shop <laughs> for, very movie, close. for one movie criticism and critique. You're listening to the only podcast based in Canberra <laughs> where uh, four men watch any movie that's been rated 0% or less <laughs> on <laughs> that, that received no a 0% way. rating on the website truly uh, on the website Rotten Tomatoes yeah and uh, we watch it so you don't have to then we talk about it so you don't have to and then we uh, <laughs> and then you don't have to listen to we it we release the podcast and you don't have to do that so really we take care of yeah. everything we do all the work mm. You guys are just sitting there listening. You do have to listen to it, though. Yes. That's compulsory yes. now, though, right? That's we made that legally compulsory. mandatory. Sadly. Yeah. That was what Scott Morrison campaigned on. Was it? Yeah. Really? Okay. I don't follow a lot of politics, but I'm pretty sure he said that. <laughs> that was the one part that you did follow. <laughs> yeah. Because he said my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really helped. He really helped us. So what are we talking about? We're talking about an Australian movie, boys. So this wow. time it's a movie that doesn't have 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it have a score well, on Rotten Tomatoes? It technically does have... One review and it's negative, so okay. so that puts it in a zero percent. But it doesn't qualify in the same way that it has to have its minimum of twenty reviews or whatever. This is a, an Australian independent film from twenty fifteen called Me and My Mates versus the Zombie Apocalypse, and we all watched it together. Actually, we 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 did a communal viewing, and then we also did a live podcast, our first ever kind of live podcast Q and A. And we'll show some snippets from that. We'll talk through that situation. But first, let's just talk through this truly rotten potato. So, Declan, you made this movie. Well, that's like neither here nor there. And it's kind of debatable. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's all you, man. It, it, I would say it's both here and there. <laughs> it's here um, and there. It's everywhere. <laughs> would there be, I, I, it's just I, then and I don't, it's right now. It's I don't think we'd be doing be this, like, this movie if you hadn't, right? What is the likelihood that yeah. you hadn't made this film and then um, we, for some reason, decided to review it on our podcast? And also, what are the chances that we would then interview you in front of a live audience if That's we true. if you hadn't made the yeah. film. But you made it for the podcast, right? Yeah. When yeah. We, five years ago when we decided we were going to do Just in case, I podcast. knew we'd need content. I knew that, you know, plan, list, yeah. you got to stretch that list out. you got to have a five-year plan. And of course, this we're doing this special episode because we just hit 10 billion viewers. So good. It's like, the, you know, we've just hit a subscriber number that was more than the humans that exist. I mean, there's a lot of bots involved in that and mm-hmm. a lot of money from our sense hiring like Indian companies Multiple to visits. use bots and stuff. So I would I would go to my computer and reset the, the browser and refresh yeah. it every 12 seconds Do you remember in the days of YouTube year. where you could download an add-on that would refresh your yes. browser mm-hmm. like every yes. seven seconds yeah. and yes. it would pump up that numbers. was me that was me because yeah. i got really good at it. i would people would hire me to do that and install it on their browser and that was just me at the other end just refreshing it for them well you could have done that to the trailer of this movie that's what that i'm would saying have helped that's what i was doing for a whole year that's how where we got did, up to the 10 billion where is this one review who reviewed your film it i've got it right here well there's there. more than one review but there's only one listed on rotten tomatoes uh, okay. from a critic and so you actually 
You've got a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. From oh, there this you one go. Review. Oh, and is that, but that's users, right? That's well, this, this was an actual guy, and this yeah, is an yeah. actual legit reviewer. But the 25% is from users? Um, oh, let me, let me, let me. I'm not going to lie. I know every audience score. Yeah, 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 that's okay. your that's your audience score. Okay, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, and we'll see if we can beat that 25 percent with the four people on this mm. on this table You're today. Need a vote and let two. me tell you, one person's going to say this is a fresh movie. It's not going to be me, because yeah. it's a zombie movie. Everyone's wrong. It's a, a zom rom com. Yeah, people say the rom. Prom. There's no rom. It's just. Oz Zomcom. Well, Zom-com. it depends what your definition so- of rom is because mine's very different to yours. Yours yeah. is probably the traditional romance. Yeah. Yeah. Yours mine- is someone roaming with a gun. That's like right. Like any movie that has someone roaming, that's a rom-com to you. Yeah. No, mine is like a rom that you would install on an emulator yes. on a right. computer. That's what I thought. Because there's that one yeah, scene yeah. where you see Alex Williamson <laughs> just like, hang on, I just got to install ZSNES over here because I'm trying <laughs> to play Donkey Kong Country 2. If a movie has someone with a CD... That's what you'd be it's doing a, during the, the zombie apocalypse. You'd be installing emulators. That's you probably would, to be frank. Yeah. So I, to be Declan, if you wanted to you be frank, wouldn't. I I'd never seen this film, Declan. Um. So I think that makes me the old one out here. He's the old, duck. The old one out. The old one out. The old duck. Um. Yeah. So 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 you can understand my trepidation in using this film as content for our podcast because like the podcast is um, predicated on us seeing bad films and then like talking about why they were bad on the podcast. So the idea that you were like, Hey, we should all watch my film <laughs> and then talk about it on the podcast. I, I didn't, I just, it made me feel a bit uncomfortable, but it, it puts was good. Us in a predicament, right? It does. And you have to balance this thing where it's like one, I know Declan and I know his sense of humor. So uh, already I'm pretty much half on board. And then the added thing of like both Declan and Morgan worked on it and I got to work on the set and got, and I had like a, a blast and I got to like tell people about this movie. I've been spreading it far and wide. And I guess, yeah, I, I mean, I hadn't watched it in a few years, but I was kind of like, what, yeah, how do you fairly review something that I'm like you made it and you're in front of me yeah well you just <laughs> say <laughs> what you think boys stop holding yeah. back hold on I can take it we're building the pressure I think it's the same as all the other movies we've reviewed though all those movies had good redeeming qualities to them no and, but and sometimes all of them not all of them some of them and yeah. then sometimes we weren't even on the list we're like we're reviewing uh, Mr. Dundee which was mm-hmm. yeah, probably I must say that this is the <laughs> most similar to Mr. Yeah, Dundee. probably the closest. They both have Jim Jeffries, if that counts. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I liked your movie, Declan. I thought it was funny. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. Well that we don't good. yeah. I don't wanna I don't <laughs> want you to force us to yeah, I don't want to like talk about the movie per se. <laughs> it's it's interesting watching something back that's no, it's, not. it's five it's years old. It's <laughs> not. You've uh, seen it once. I know what you mean. Yeah. It is. Watching it with um, five years having passed in history, and also it's a movie about an airborne virus that like destroys the world, mm. and so oh, it's a little bit timely. Topical. That yeah. is. Wow. There's mm. an opening line that says, uh, "This the following is a true story. It just hasn't fucking happened yet." And mm. watching it last week, 
you're like, whoa, it has happened now. He's referring to the trade war with China. Yeah, yeah. 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 Zombies. Yeah, wait, huh? All the it's tradesmen. All, down. all those tradesmen just, yeah. oh, money, money, yeah, yeah, money. That's, that's right. <laughs> those trades people. Can we talk about China for a bit? Yes. Okay, so it's this country in Asia. It's Beijing. Very Beijing very capital. Very populous. Mm, Beijing yeah, capital. Give there. me any country, I'll tell you the capital of okay. Beijing of Sweden? China. Okay. If you give me any country, yeah. I'll tell you um, the capital Australia. of China. Pakistan. Beijing. Beijing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Turkmenistan. Beijing. Uh, give me any country, and I'll give you the capital of China. Uh, I can't. I can't Japan? think of any other countries. <sighs> That's tricky. Beijing. Hong yeah. Kong. I thought I had you for a second there. Beijing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can talk for China a little China? bit longer. Beijing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. That's really Wait, was that, was that it's a good. It's a party. It's a party favor. No, no, no. I, was that? I think that's the roundabout. I thought. Uh, what did we get? Thirty seconds on China there. Yeah. On China. That's about what I wanted. Yeah. And yeah. We're very Back central. To, well, uh, the nightly news. Just mm-hmm. quickly touch on it. Little move s- on. snippet. <sighs> Do you guys yeah. remember Richard Moorcroft? Whatever happened to Richard Moorcroft? What our a, beloved. What news a dream anchor. boat. What a dream boat. What a bean droat. <sighs> you know what happened to him? What? The world said, "We want mm. Les Croft. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, Dicky Les Croft. <laughs> yeah, get, get him out of here. Get it. What about Lara Croft? Uh, what about her? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey? What about her? Anyone what about got her? anything on Lara Croft? Yeah. Uh, but what about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Lara Croft what? out at a bush doof the other day. Bloody Tomb Raver. Yeah. <laughs> Tomb Raider is not a good title to have. That's basically like yeah. going robber. through dead people. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was yeah. There was a time where we wanted that. Mm. We wanted to. <laughs> there was a time where we wanted that. <laughs> there was a time. I think he was like whoever invented it was like. Hey, could have been a woman. <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. Have you seen the original Lara Croft on PS One? Oh. That's a male design was, if I've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, it. yeah. It looks no. like it's a big penis. <laughs> It's yeah. <laughs> just a big penis and balls. <laughs> She's a phallic symbol. Uh-huh. But I'm just expecting he's like, all right, we got this character. They rob graves. I don't think I like this character. They're super hot. Let's make a million games. Originally, it was like a, a tubby dude named Rob G- Robert Graves. And like, no, 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 no. Lara Croft, she's the Tomb Raider. She's hot. Yeah. She's not a chubby <laughs> Rob Graves. She raids. She don't rob. <laughs> so... What was the beginning of this? How did how did we start this movie? I mean, like the you, actual plot. No, I mean, how did you how did you think to yourself that I want to write a feature film and I want it to be about this, and I really want to put everything into it and go and go and make it and like try and fund it and everything? How did you how did you develop that idea? Yeah, so I was developing ideas for like low budget movies, and I was working in uh, telephone exchanges and doing like telecom tradesman stuff and hanging out with a lot of telecom tradesmen tradie types and i'm not really one of those people i'm more of a you know an artistic um a gentle soul with a lot of emotions thoughts and feelings a lot and, to yeah, say yeah, about yeah. china and so i sat around and found these guys really funny and the thing that like was the most interesting was the kind of attitude of like they work super hard, but they'll, they're also super lazy. And there's a very fine line between bragging about how hard you've worked and how you need a holiday because they're always working long days, weekends. It's like a physical job. And also being like, the, like how long can you stretch a lunchtime out? How long can you not mm. have to do anything today? So it's like this real mix of doing both of those things all the time. And also at the time, I was like a very unconfident, kind of anxious person. And these guys just had this attitude of like 
everything will sort itself out even when a job's really hard or the compl- like the system's completely blown up and you're like like they get called out on new year's eve to go and fix things and stuff and and you they're like telling me stories about driving utes up mountains to go to these um 3g towers and fix them and then getting lost and getting bogged and me just being like well what did you do how do you deal with that situation mm. that sounds horrible and then they'd be like Oh, you know, you just call a friend and you stand in the rain for 90 <laughs> minutes until they drive and come and get you and mm. then they tow you out. And I was like, wow, you can get out of anything if you just... If you're a tradie. If you can just deal with it. So yeah. that was like the attitude. Mm. And then um, I just was like, why hasn't Australia ever done a Shaun of the Dead, like a zombie comedy movie? Mm. And if I, and I wanted to do one and I was like, I'll use that attitude as the basis. So mm. it'll be telecom tradesmen. They'll sit around in this building. They won't ever really get active. They won't try and solve it. They'll just be like, yeah, let's see what happens. And as they're dying, they'd still have that attitude. Like yeah. their friends are getting killed around mm. them and they're just like, well, he's dead now. What? Are, like we have to move on. Mm. And there's, so there's, there's just kind of no sentimental value to it at all. Yeah. That's the, that's the basis. Uh, yeah, because the script rocks. I, that's what I love most about the film is like how many one-liners and the attitudes of the characters. So many good jokes. There is... And yeah, yeah the, that just like perseveres through the whole film that they're just unwaveringly casual. But... Also getting up in arms about things that they really yes. shouldn't give a shit that's, about, like the, yeah. the cricket team. and That's and like, stuff the, like that. the, the one joke the movie kind of consistently has is the world is clearly ended. There's a zombie apocalypse, but they're still focusing on these like small interpersonal relationships and like, oh, did you cheat on me? Oh, I really want to get on your cricket team. Mm. I don't get enough respect by my bosses at work. Um, I don't like the guy that's dating my, my, my daughter's like all that kind of shit mm. that really shouldn't matter at that point. Cause you're really like, we need to get food and we need to get ammo and all that kind of stuff. And there's a bit of that, but that's, that's real casual. And then they just, they just drink beer and talk shit for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's, that's where I, I mean, and, and not to be out of order, but this is, you know, it's, it's a bad movie podcast. And, and I feel like my first of the troubles is that, I mean, in this world, what's happening in China? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't point. get Thank covered. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I it's was just, skirting around it. It, but it I, is a little insular. I'll mm. admit it. You build this world mm. and I'm like, right, zombies, Telstra Tower. Wait a minute. You know where There's else is something towers? Missing here. Yeah. What is the CCP up to mm. right now? And how are they dealing with this pandemic? <laughs> I know what Let's, you mean. What's going uh, on? In, forget in about CCP. What about CPP? CPP. Someone's penis. Speaking of, you do you don't see a P mm. P. No, you see a testicle. You see, you see, you see a pair. Of, and you two? know what? Is that what two testicles looks like? I've only ever seen one. That's what they both look like. Whoa. Yeah. Now, were they the real actor Matt Pop playing no, that character's testicles? Really? What? what dude, you're breaking no. the illusion. You're breaking dude. my balls. It was you're a quite literally ball, breaking man. my balls. Right, it was. It was a person. It, was though. A it wasn't a it fake wasn't, ball. Yeah. Those, yeah. those were real nuts. They were real. Yeah. 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 yeah I appreciate the balls. Yeah. We, we <laughs> do balls. do a full. <laughs> <laughs> that's the uh, George Senior and the rest. Of, oh no, that's Henry Winkler's Yeah. We do do a full screen close up, and in a cinema, those balls look big. That was some big balls. <laughs> yeah, the have you guys heard the ACDC song "Big Balls"? No, really? don't worry, I'll get yeah. it up in a minute. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. But they weren't Matt Pop's no, balls. No, they weren't. So the idea was that the joke was he had really big balls, mm. and so I was like, 
I don't really know if Matt Pop, the actor, uh, has big balls. Um, I also didn't really want to make him do it. I'm sure we'll he would have done it if he had to. But the producer was like, well, I'll get one of my friends who has like notoriously big <laughs> balls, right? <laughs> and, um, and then like when I saw the shot, because I actually wasn't, they just went off to a corner and did that uh, shot like uh, somewhere uh. else. Um, and when I saw the shot, I was like, they're just normal size They just balls. look like testicles. There's, there's no... Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. could have been my nuts. <laughs> they could have been anyone's nuts. Proudly I say that they look like testicles. nuts in there. Yeah. But it made yeah. me be like... You should have done a we, cameo. Should we have designed some like pine cone size prosthetic <laughs> testicles just for this one shot? Sure, and I don't maybe think it was worth it. it I would have wanted to it. keep them. Should have made yeah. that, the hand the hand holding it. You should have made a false smaller hand and, and <laughs> like a baby. Yeah, arm. yeah, and the fly much smaller oh, as yeah. well. I did appreciate the nut shot. Just you no, know, I wasn't expecting it to actually happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's you the know. thing. It's like yeah, it builds it up and then uh, it's it just a real, like hits you afterwards. Uh, it's a real it's, Bruno it's, moment. Yeah. It's kind of like the Bart Bruno Simpson Mars. in the Simpsons movie. Right? You know when Bart Simpson's skateboarding in the Simpsons movie, oh, and like yeah. everything's yeah, covering his dick, death. and then right at the end, it just shows it. Yeah, it's pretty much that. That's a good one. That's like um, in an Auntie Donna sketch where they're bleeping out the f words. Oh yeah, they start, but then moving, they just start the moving the bleep <laughs> around the f word. <laughs> Should we talk through the plot of this movie just really quickly? Because we have a whole live show yes. that I want to get to. So yeah, okay. China is in mourning. <laughs> it's China, nineteen eighty three. Um, the Berlin Wall has just come down. But it's in China. You gotta, you gotta also understand. <laughs> it fell into China. <laughs> I'm feeling like most people that listen to this podcast won't have seen the movie, so yeah. I feel like I don't know if we need to tell the plot. Well, it's a, I, you just did, didn't you? Like it's a zombie it's, apocalypse. The sure. tradies hide out in a telephone exchange, yeah. and uh, hilarity ensues. They're like, "Oh, we got to get out of here," and nothing like actually like eventuates. They just yeah. try to get out there, and, and then some everyone eventually do and dies. Some of them don't. Yeah. <laughs> so you got three comedians. You got Jim Jeffries, Greg Fleet, and Alex Williamson as your three main tradies. Early on in the movie, Jim Jeffries has Greg Fleet's wife in the back of his ute and she's gone full zombie and Alex Williamson shoots her and kills her. Then they go inside, they wait for Greg Fleet. Greg Fleet shows up with his teenage daughter and then later on a couple of apprentices come and one of them is dating the teenage daughter. So there's like six main characters and that all those relationships are based on the people that I worked with. It's like... Mm. Literally, the you worked with Greg Fleet, and, based on, <laughs> and it would be great if we could get Greg Fleet to play the Greg Fleet character that is based on Greg Fleet. You know what's funny though? So there was the characters are named after the people that I worked with. So in real life, I worked with a Darren, Roy, a Troy. Uh-huh. Oh God, why can't I remember the other guy's name? Obviously, the the character's name is Joel, so it's something really similar to Joel. Joe. Let's say Joe. Mole. Joel. I think it was Mole. I feel bad. Mole? You, was it a hole? Was it? Was uh, the other guy a hole? Courtney Love. Oh, was it the band Hole? Hole. No. Did he always? Was he always singing I the feel song bad Malibu? It's one of my friend's dads, and, so, <laughs> and I can picture his face. Anyway, so yeah, instead of Darren Hall. and Troy, they're called Daryl and Roy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah, and the funny thing is, if you look at the trailer on YouTube, I think Troy's daughter commented. Like one of these characters is based <laughs> on my dad. Like you can see this comment in mm. there, and I'm like, "Well, that's true." <laughs> yeah. What are some of the other comments on this video? <laughs> so? Got them right here. You're the- gonna read comments from the trailer on YouTube, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of couple of trailers on YouTube. I mean, I was looking at a lot of these um, upside down reviews because, uh, I mean. 
One, it's it's interesting to see what people think, but I mean, YouTube comments, it's notorious for you getting real. Nazis. It's almost stream of consciousness based. Mm. It's, and what's two? Oh, damn it. You said one. <laughs> yeah, but I was looking at my phone, man. You can't know. You cannot just make a list of one. Yeah, but Continue. Was, he finish your list. You, can't, you cannot leave this yeah, table until you finish your list. Two... I've got a comment right here. Okay, you may leave the table now. I thought you don't we have made to. the comment. No, he's got to finish show. his vegetables. Oh, yeah, <laughs> finish your fucking vegetables. Now, I do have, like, it, it is really, like, ranged. There are people that really love it. That someone being a, a, a big fan of the, the line, I dabbled in meth and it didn't make me behave like this. I've chased people, but I didn't bite them. Not this hard. Yeah, it's great. Ha ha ha, fucking gold. <laughs> and then... Wait, you're just Declan reading... Shrub. Right. So that's a quote so, from the movie. Yeah, now we're at the point where Mitch is reading YouTube comments <laughs> from quotes of the movie <laughs> and they're just like, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, the and you, and the other <laughs> thing is, you mentioned that line in the live podcast, and the, you're going to play and it, you, and you basically say that's your ha ha ha. You capped it off with a ha ha ha, and God, also I made this also comment. yeah, that comment says Mitch Gosling sixty nine, because <laughs> I like sixty nining. Um, so yeah, uh, the other one that I really liked was Matt Pop poo emoji dot 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 dot, and I don't know if this person knows Matt Pop. Mm. It's not a it's not a compliment though. That yeah. must be an insult. Matt Pop plays Matt one Pop of the trailers. Shit in the movie, but is that based just on the trailer, or is that having watched the movie and then going back and being like, I got what I rate that one actor I didn't like. <laughs> it just seems like too yeah. oddly aggressive. Tom Cruise if, shit in Mission Impossible. Like if, it's, <laughs> if it's a friend, it makes sense. But if it's just someone who's like hmm, Matt Pop shit, like <laughs> yeah. just what? Where did that opinion come yeah. from? And then, yeah, just uh, I think the majority of these are Canberrans. You know, one of the zombie chicks is wearing a Brumbies jumper. How cool is that? Go the Brums. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's mainly just a, a cultural pride thing. And I think. Yeah. I feel like people thing. from Canberra are the only people that have seen this movie, as well as a few from Japan, which we can get into <laughs> later. And a few in Spain. Yeah. That's true. So this movie was released in a small cinema release in Australia. It did play in every state, maybe in like 30 or 40 cinemas, just kind of in one-off screenings. Uh, it was released on DVD and home video and um, streaming and stuff in the UK and the US. Recently, it was put online in Japan in some sort of streaming platform there. It played in Spain once, it played in Germany once, it played in New Zealand once. So that's the extent of it. We could talk about the plot a bit because I do feel like we should mention Alex Williamson's character not only kills Roy's wife at the start, but he also has sex with Roy's daughter halfway through. And the main thing he cares about through the whole movie is trying to get onto Roy's cricket team. So normally if you kill the captain of the cricket team's wife and fuck their daughter, it's going to be hard to get on there. So he, he's torn between telling Roy the truth about what's happened and also trying to get on the cricket team. And that's another thing that goes for like an entire 90 minutes is like, I'm a, I want to tell you something, oh, but I can't tell you. And also, can I get a spot on that cricket team? Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and Roy like lords it over him and holds it over his head and, and keeps making him like, you know, do servanty type things to him because he, he knows he wants to be on that team. And the audience is hopefully watching and going, there's definitely not going to be a 
an indoor cricket season this year because the entire world <laughs> is is like on fire. I like that uh, Daryl sort of takes a back seat as Roy's character is introduced yes. as well. Daryl's like the protagonist at first, you think, but then he just turns into the dumb guy. Mm, he's the like a puppy dog or something. Yeah, he yeah. just supports what goes on with Roy and his daughter and then that just surprisingly becomes the, the main storyline. That's something I like about the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean. I did uh, wonder who the main character was kind of like meant to be at a certain stage because it was like, I mean, the obvious heart of the story is Greg Fleet's character and he he gives a really good performance, like a shockingly good performance. Yeah, from the moment he starts delivering lines, it kind of steps up a level. But I mean, Alex Williamson has... Uh, charisma that I mean he could be that leading man type character I, I think it's yeah it is this thing where it kind of just like it's a very like gradual trade off of like our attention of like alright who are we kind of like rooting for yeah mm. and then it's just like I guess these two mm-hmm. but the, rooting them for them to do what I'm not really sure because at a certain point you're like so they're definitely not getting out of any of this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they don't make a lot of effort to do so. They get too into the interpersonal relationships and just dealing with that. What I was going for was that Alex Williamson, he's older than the apprentices, but he's younger than the bosses. Mm-hmm. So he's in this stuck in this middle zone where he doesn't really know who he is or where he fits in. And so he kind of like follows Roy around and... And wants to, you know, do good by his boss, but he's also like way immature and I don't know, always smoking weed and drinking and stuff. Mm. So he's like lost in this grey zone of like, who am I in this group? Everyone else seems to know who they are. There's there's Jim Jeffries and Greg Fleet. They're the bosses. They're the old guys with all the plans. And then there's the apprentices who are all like, sweet, it's apocalypse time. Let's arm ourselves and fuck people up and mm. kill people because this is like video game world for us. And then he's just kind of in the middle. Yeah, he's he's very much your sort of. I mean, if they're Thomas the Tank Engine characters, <laughs> he's like he's Percy. Very Percy, yeah, yeah, definitely Percy. And so, what? Roy's the fat controller. Roy's yeah. more of a James. And then the apprentices are kind of like. The I found passengers. this. I found this TikTok um, channel. <laughs> My TikTok algorithm's fucked now because, like, I just share. With friends, like people who have just gotten TikTok and like are posting like really bad, like average videos. Anyway, I think I found like maybe like a seven year old kid who plays with Thomas the Tank Engine trains. <laughs> and it's just him filming Thomas the Tank Engine trains like on the track. And I just keep getting videos by this kid. <laughs> it's so funny. He- it's just a kid filming himself playing with trains. Oh, it's Does so he funny. at least do a Ringo Starr impression? <laughs> he doesn't do anything. He's just like, mm, come around the corner. <laughs> it's the best. And then that's like intertwined with like people that are, you know, like, there's some rock dude who is like lip syncing to um, uh, Nickelback songs in a real <laughs> serious way and like using all the video effects and, and like, you know, making it look like it was thunderstorming around his head while he's like singing to camera real seriously. <laughs> it's got like seven views. There's real niche stuff. It's great. Speaking so of yeah, niche I liked that TikTok, better than your movie. There's, uh, <laughs> the, the producer of this movie, Dan Sanguinetti, had a pretty popular TikTok recently. Did he? Yeah. yeah. He, he like, did one of us watching the movie as well and he said it did good on... 
on Instagram fleets or something. I don't even the fuck know. Fuck is what's, that? There's, yeah. there's maybe it was Twitter fleets. There's just too is many it of like these. Another TikTok ripoff. Kind yeah, of too many of these like story disappears uh-huh. in 24 hours kind of social media things. What but, was his? What uh, was his famous well, TikTok? He went to an arcade machine and an AMF bowling or some mm, place like yeah. that. And it's one the of these ones. Machine. Well, no, it's, you cut a, a, a rope and attached to the rope is a prize. And it cut the string, but the prize didn't drop. And he complained to the place and filmed <laughs> With it. TikTok going, yeah, at the same and time. filmed oh it, and, and then like notarized it and documented it and everything. Yeah, and the result got like a million views or something. Wow! And then the follow up to that got lots of views, and then it, I mean that, that was it. Yeah, that was just it. <laughs> yeah, and I think it really got him hooked on TikTok because he was like, wow. This is the only thing I've ever created that's had a million views. <laughs> I need to keep making TikTok content. What and of was course, the prize? Oh, it would have just been like a dumb toy, like, um, a, like a fluffy. It was a, it w- a head camera. What do you call it? Oh, them? like a GoPro or yeah, something? Yeah, GoPro. That's okay. what it was. Okay. Well, there's a bit of value in that. Yeah, there are some of those ones that have like iPads in them and stuff. Yeah. So what's, what's his TikTok brand now? Just scamming arcades. <laughs> well it's a mixture of being a film producer and um someone who runs like a small media company and just someone who's trying to go viral in their mid-30s has he had um has he um produced any other films since that one like uh, yeah. since yours um yeah he did he's he's making a movie like a really low budget movie called alice that's a horror movie and he's currently working on another one that he's probably i'm not meant to talk about but they're, they're filming one at the moment that's also a horror movie. Talk about it. Talk about it. No, don't. No, well, what, what's the too. reason that you can't talk about it? Because it like... I think I don't think they've like publicly announced it and stuff. I think is it's it like I just think it's, deal? it's a real problematic thing. There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of um, birth of a nation kind of vibes. <laughs> Very cannibal holocaust. A little bit of... A like it, it's real life snuff. That's, that's cannibal <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Louis C.K. doing his masturbation bit finally. <laughs> Yeah, what's, what's Dan Sanguinetti's sick fascination with death? Well, let's talk about that. Well, you had the chance to interview him That's on true. stage recently. And hey we guys. have it all recorded. Is this your Dan Sanguinetti? What do you mean my Dan Sanguinetti? It's me, Dan. That. We're about to listen to <laughs> Uncanny. half an hour of the actual man. Half an hour? In, in chunks, in chunks. Chunks. <laughs> <laughs> but is there anything we want to say about this movie? I'm happy to say... I, this is probably the worst looking and sounding movie we've had to watch for any of the mm. podcast, I would say. Oh, hold on. I don't know. I don't think that's true. But I think it's also the cheapest. Yes. I don't think it's the... I mean, I think, the I, I think if I had to say which one looked the worst, maybe, because most... The budgets for most of the films that we've watched were in the millions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And some of them look really, really nice. Yeah. I, would, I certainly wouldn't say that this movie looks bad. It just doesn't I look would. as good as the other. Would you really? Yeah. Mm. I think it's inconsistent. Like the, uh, there's parts. There are shots that are really good. Yeah, dude. exactly. Some of them the, like the colors amazing. are really. No, seriously, man. Like well, the, there are shots that are really beautiful. I think even just that, like the shot of when Fleety's talking about when he's on the phone well, at the yeah, end. Yeah. Like yeah. Was, that, and that in, in the nice. bathroom, sometimes the bathroom shots yeah. look yeah, really good. Bathroom that's because that's a real bathroom. I, anything that's on the main set looks looks terrible to me. But okay. I think it... But my like, point like is... Unwatchably terrible. There's this yeah. one scene. Actually, there's a beautiful, beautiful shot of some testicles at one point. <laughs> really like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the lighting the nuts, yeah. just gleaning off the glands. Yeah, yeah. so cool. It was Unfortunately, sick. it was just sick. It was sick. It was so sick. 
so sick. Maybe that's the way to get famous on TikTok. Testicles. Mm. <laughs> Can you have Testicle. news on TikTok? Test a TikTok. I certainly wouldn't say it's family friendly at all. I but wouldn't um, put it past Mr. TikTok. I no, mean, you can't put it on TikTok. You can only now, put this it is TikTok from Diddy Kong <laughs> Racing, right? This is like once you've beat all the time trials. No, I Diddy never Kong played yeah. that game. Oh, you People's softy. Also, <laughs> you fought I mean, all, all those cock. characters. What characters? You got a crocodile on there. That's yeah, who from, are these what people? Was he from? So Conker's in there. I think that's Conker in there. Is Banjo? Oh, Diddy Kong. Oh, you don't you um. I think Banjo, you unlock him towards the end or something. Oh, maybe you do. Yeah, maybe you do. I think Banjo's in but was just like was Diddy Kong racing a rare thing? It wasn't. I don't think I, I played rare it made that a lot one. instead of Mario. We had Diddy it was on N sixty four. Yeah, you something mean rare, though. rare, as in like the, the company oh, rare. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, is yeah, rare. It was. Oh. it was a rare and treat. You had hoverboards. <laughs> I was like, a lot of people had that game. It was pretty mainstream. And you're like, <laughs> but it was like it was sort of had like a story mode that I think is pretty well. Regarded, oh, yeah, we're now talking worlds. about video yeah. games. Yeah. Whiz Pig, you take on Whiz Pig and you have to beat him in races. Right. And then if you did all uh, the yes, the classic but character, but it's very Whiz laggy, right? From I mean, the, the you're moving around in the airplane and it's like yeah, juddery and stuff. That's a lot of rain rate drops. So you could go um, go kart, then you'd go hoverboard, mm. then you'd go hovercraft, my friend. Hovercraft. I didn't even play the fucking game, and I know it's not a hoverboard. Wow. Snowboard Kids too. Oh, Snowboard Kids was great. There's a lot of snowboarding games all around. 1080 so snowboarding. 1080. Yeah. 1080p. 1080p. They should redo that and call it 1080p. Fuck. Mm. <laughs> you know where I played the most. <laughs> 1080 snowboarding, snowboarding. Where? In, in like a Kmart when you had a 1064 mm. behind like a glass case oh, and you yeah. could just go and play them. That was, I, I spent like an hour playing hell 1080 yeah. I used to take uh, CDs into a Dick Smith's and use their CDJs for like two hours <laughs> and teach myself to DJ. Awesome. The, guy, the guy would get the shits with me because like it needed a special like lock at the back of the um, CDJ oh, yeah. to get the CDs out and I'd just keep going back to him. Hey, can you get a CD? I want to swap. Jacqueline, do you remember the guy Davis Wheeler with the googly eye? Davis Wheeler music. I used to go in there every time my sister <laughs> make had a fun of him. <laughs> and just make fun of him. No, I used to like play all the different guitars oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. for half an hour every single time at the same time because yeah. Lauren was having a piano lesson. And, um, and then one day he just walked over and was like, hey, you ever going to buy anything? <laughs> <laughs> he just looked at me, smiled at me with his googly eye oh, and then I, yeah. I just Fuck never went back. It is funny because you're like, you're 14 years old. You're not going to buy no, that $10,000 Les Paul. Stop playing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yesterday, I went, like, we had our work Christmas party do and um, it was like a winery tour and there was this guy driving the bus, like, you know, it's like sort but of... now I'm driving the bus. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's Those like... Balls. <laughs> You get you get on the bus. He's like introduces himself. He tells you which wineries you're going to. Then he drives you there. And then as you're getting off, he's like, "So this is this winery, and everybody get off, and we'll have an hour here." Anyway, we're sitting there, um, uh, having our tasting and stuff, and having our lunch. And he's like interjecting over the top of the woman that ones runs the winery, trying to like say, "Hey, maybe you should do the tasting in this order or something." And she's just like, "No, what the fuck, you bus driver? What are you t- trying to do?" Anyway. About half an hour into our lunch, he like finds an acoustic guitar at the back of the hall and picks it up and starts like playing like smoke on the water. (laughs) But like the guitar is like quite badly out of tune. It was terrible. Was he doing the one string smoke? No, no, no. He was he was playing some chords, but like it was bad. It was real bad. When in Rome. Yeah. And what? she did walk up to him and say, you're going to buy anything referring yeah. to the wine. Well. <laughs> yeah. And she was all googly-eyed from all the wine she'd be drinking. I tell you what. 
All right, so back to the How movie. How funny are people's eye astigmatisms, though? <laughs> <laughs> it's the one disability you can still make fun of. You can still of. make fun of it. Because they can't hear Because they can't hear you. They can't hear you. I can tell you another story from last night. Oh, sorry. Uh, we went to a bar and there was a guy who was very, very into his drink making. And he told me that he was going for head barman or whatever the fuck it was at Kokomo's. But here, he had one of his eyes was off center. <laughs> <laughs> one of his eyes was pointing this way. He's Sorry. not going to be These making drinks. People live in our city. Stop <laughs> talking about. I'm not making fun <laughs> of him. I'm just saying, you know, when we're Don't talking hire about that people guy. with fucking yeah. weird eyes, you shouldn't hire him at Kokomo's. I know what you're saying. Kokomo sucks. No, it's all right. Hey, remember when that guy got stabbed out the front? Yeah, front? there was yeah. a crazy. bikey leader that oh, got bikey. stabbed and killed there recently. Yeah. and he had no eyes. Anyway, to not cap the night off. We ended up at assembly and then um, I went to the bathroom and then I woke up about five minutes later in the alleyway. Oh, <laughs> oh really? no. Yeah. That's rough. You have one too many. I, um, I guess so. It's never happened before. Wait, was this yeah. last night? Yeah. I just woke up. I was like, sat on a milk crate in the alleyway and one of the guys from work was like, Hayden, Hayden, Hayden. Oh, shit. I'm like, like you oh, fuck, what the out. hell? He's like, dude, mate, you all right? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, but yeah. <laughs> Like, I guess I, I better was. go home. Wow. And then I was, yeah. Would you say that your last night in eight words? You know what it was? I was waiting be. for a cubicle to to vomit, mm. oh, and yeah. so I'm like leaning up against a wall waiting because cubicles are being used. I'm like, fuck, man, I really need it. Fucking, this is not good. And then I don't remember anything after that. So mm. I must have just leant against the wall for too long and fallen asleep. Jeez. How do you know it was only five minutes? Did your friend just tell you? Oh, I don't know. I don't actually know. I I can't imagine it was long. You know, like people coming in and out of that toilet, someone's going to be like, why is there a fucking dude yeah. just like on the ground? Yeah. And someone's like, hey, does anyone know this dude mm-hmm. is dead? <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird, man. Pretty, know, emba- pretty like embarrassing. You could just walk past that situation. Though. Yeah, many, yeah. P- many probably would. Yes. Mm. What I'm thinking, and I don't know if this is true, I'll have to go back to assembly and find out. Ask for the CCTV footage. <laughs> yes. And then also, I think where you go to the bathroom, right? there's also like a staff exit out into the alleyway through there. So I'm praying that like they picked me up and took me out that way and not through like past all my colleagues and stuff. So like just carrying past out Hayden out of the, yeah. You could just say you saw something really scary. (laughs) (laughs) I got spooked. Yeah. Is it, is it less embarrassing Oh, it's to, not embarrassing no, but, at all. Who gives a like shit? But like when you come out of it, if you're just like, oh yeah, there was like the craziest ghost. I saw dude. a ghost. You've just never seen anything <laughs> yeah. like it. Anyone who saw it would pass out immediately. <laughs> In fact, it's cool to do that, right? <laughs> High fives all around, please. I uh, saw the Kokomo's ghost and it looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> looked at me and his eyes were yeah, all going everywhere. That's right. Googly eye do ghost. we believe in ghosts as a society? Because I feel like we pretend we do. Mm. We we f- we have yeah. a strategy. I think we want to. Newspaper. We all we, want to, don't yeah. we? Don't we want to believe? But, but do we actually? People like, really do want to. You you like, say like yeah, but like. Well, I mean, there was like, well, thousands of years ago, people were dying and people saw a ghost, and now I've seen a ghost. Yeah. So that's the every, thing. Everybody has the attitude of like, but don't you have one of the just one of those times that you just can't explain, yeah, and everybody yeah, yeah. expects you to just like, I'll yeah, I'll buy into that. It's like yeah. no, I don't. If I someone's like, don't. no, actually, when I was at my grandma's house, I was sneaking around the attic, and I was seven years old, and I saw mm. something that I could not explain, and I'm just like, well, it wasn't a ghost because <laughs> we know that ghosts aren't real. Yeah, I remember. 
right? I, actually, there was this one time that I was at my grandpa's yeah. house and it was really scary because I was like four years old and unaccompanied and in an unfamiliar Uh-oh. surrounding and my senses were heightened because it was late at night and I'd also drunk too much water and had too much sugar during the day as well. And so like anything that I heard or saw was yeah. going to like freak me the yeah. fuck out and I would jump to conclusions. Anyway... I just passed out. I just yeah, fell yeah, right asleep. Nothing There's nothing actually I saw nothing. Yeah, you, you I guys, saw nothing. You guys are joking, but actually, last night I was in the bathrooms at assembly, and I, I saw a ghost. Um, <laughs> Kokomo's ghost. I saw Kokomo's googly-eyed ghost. <laughs> was it the ghost of um, of the? Like, hey, you want a cookie? <laughs> Wait, is that the Cocoa Monster? Monster. The Cocoa Monster. This guy tragically passed in Kokomo's. He just really liked the Cookie Monster. I don't want to be that guy, but I did have. For a long time, I was telling like a story, like a ghost story. That I really believe. Oh, I'm not closed off to the idea of ghosts or spirituality. I'm I'm 100% (laughs) closed off. I'm not closed off, but I haven't personally experienced anything, and I love hearing. I do love that if you told a long like Halloween story, and you're like, and I was there, and the door just opened, and I heard, I saw this figure in the darkness, and I turned the light on, and obviously nothing was there because again, ghosts are not real. (laughs) People, please. (laughs) The other thing is, my girlfriend has a podcast. Um, called Creatures of Yore. You should check it out. It is What's a ghost based. Declan, you, you need to podcast. guest. You need to it's guest on this what? podcast. Creatures of Yord. Of Yord. Yeah. What's a Yord? I don't know what a Yord is, okay. but I mean, you know what a truly rotten potato is. Should know. <laughs> it sounds. Yeah, they talk about different ghosts from around the world. Mm. And uh, quick plug for that, uh, as we talk about a ghost story. <laughs> Tell us your goat story. Um, I was in... Oh, I believe in goats. Is that yeah, what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I assume goats. that's what we were yeah, talking about. No, the whole they're, time. They're, I've, I've had real. times where I'm trying to sleep at night yeah. and I've seen a figure in the darkness <laughs> and it was a goat. goat yeah. I, um, in my first job, which was Tuggeranung Hoyts, which we watched me and my mates... That's where we were. ...in the same venue. Mm-hmm. It's called Limelight now. And I was cleaning a cinema and there was an audio issue. With, it was like a Black Eyed Peas song. I remember this really well. All the lights were on, and then it was like a Black Eyed Peas song. There was an audio error, and I thought I heard someone murmuring, and I thought I saw someone like wearing a like red shirt behind me, and I was like, "Oh, sorry, the cinema's closed." And then it like f- fucked up, and just like you could hear that the, the audio had just like blown out, and then I turned around, and no one was there, and. I don't know. I nearly started crying. I ran out. I like cleaned up all Whoa. the popcorn and ran out. And then the next time I cleaned that theater, because I was like, I don't want to do it, man. I don't want to do it. I'm like, you have to. It's your job. Mm. Uh, a guy ran in there with a whistle and uh, uh, gave me like a like a like a little boy fright. I was like, no. Um, that's my little ghost story. <laughs> don't you think that if ghosts were real and confirmed, it would be a part of known? human existence where you would be like oh yeah there's ghosts all the time they do stuff and if they're not then if you saw one you could be like well you you can't actually do anything to me well that's exactly right just like a spirit and you can't touch me or physically do anything you can stay in my house and watch me and that's yeah but you don't know that that's the truth with ghosts because you've never met one maybe they can fuck you up but don't you think that would be like really well known if that was happening all the time that you'd be like man this ghost fucking punched me in the face didn't even hurt the way i said you mean yeah the Mm. way i I rationalize the possible existence of ghosts is that you know within our hearing range we can hear 
20 hertz to 20,000 hertz. Certain animals can hear beyond that spectrum. That applies to things that we can see and that we can sense in any way. And there are possibly spectrums and things that we will never or very rarely get mm -hmm. insight into. And it's very hard to capture that in any sort of documentation or, or data yeah. and, and, and spread that and popularize it or, or even register a pattern because it's so rare. But right. I've never experienced anything like that. I'm just open to that as a, as a possibility. So it would be. I saw a ghost last night. Mm. Mm -hmm. You calling so me? You calling I'm me? Saying, Are you saying you're open to that? I'm open to mm. ghosts. I thought you said goat though. Yeah, no, there was a ghost in the bathroom. There's goats roaming around. Oh, we already did out. that one. So shit! What a lame what I am. I'll go back to that one. Uh, all right, we, we, we did live well, stuff. Off ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> but some, but we, we're back on the zombies. I a guess. zombie's real. Yeah, um, I do want to get into the live bit. I've chunked, uh, I've cut it into little chunks so we can just listen. Can I just in say like on the zombie minutes? thing, mm. like, so I, I started playing Xbox recently and I never had an Xbox. And I'm trying to find, like, good games to play. Like, like I've always been a Nintendo game. So mm. it's like, I'm trying to look at, like, nice high definition games that I've never played before because I never had one of these things. There are too many games about zombies. Yeah. I mean, because everything's just about shooting other things. And I, I kind of, sure, that's a genre of gaming. But why is it... I don't want to shoot gross zombie things. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting shit. because I used to have an Xbox, but now it's my ex-Xbox. Oh, that's really good. And, and it is interesting as well. And it is interesting. That's really interesting. And germane to everything you just said. And germane? And germane. Well, that, I, you and know Brett. what? Left 4 Dead 2 is good. There was just a time... Yeah, Left 4 Dead, the, Left. that was sick. I just don't just like zombie things, generally speaking. Yeah. On the up and up, which is when you made this movie. Or wrote it at least, right? Yeah, pretty much. It was like the early days of The Walking Dead. Soon after, before our movie came out, I think World War Z came out. Yeah. It was a mm. big worldwide zombie movie. And then after that, The Walking Dead had like 14 seasons or something and a few yeah. spin-offs and then yeah. a million like other zombies. shows. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> I don't understand them either. Like, what's... You don't understand the... What, like what are, zombies, are they doing? Are zombies... Is zombie lore the same across all zombie... No. Nah. Well, zombies like, aren't scary. Zombies aren't scary, are they? This is the, like, the, why, the are they, why are they always like bloody and flesh-eaten and stuff? So like, there's the, not always. There's the, They're not always? There's the Risen Undead, which is the original, like literally great, like people coming uh -huh. out of graves. Uh huh. And but what causes them to come out of their graves? I don't know. Magic. Lightning. Well, the, that's usually lightning. The first five G. <laughs> the first movie. China. I think it was um, Hell. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead, which was using before that, like undead was like voodoo. Yeah, things it was like African folklore kind of story. Mm. And Wait, are zombies dead? And then Night they come. The like, not in your dead. movie, then. Not. not in mine, but in other ones. No, they are. yours. They're, they're is, is called the rotters. Yeah, uh, rotters and they uh, more of a they have a virus. Mind. Yeah, in the George Romero movies, those were the living dead. They were no. rising from their graves, yeah. and then they were like, "We need to get Can away," and the, the, the dead were just coming back. And yeah. then in the remake, it was that that hell had frozen over. Yeah, which I like. Can you call something a zombie if it wasn't a dead? Thing and then came back to life. Isn't that not a yes, zombie? It's an you infected. Can. And well, they talk about it in the movie. One of the characters keeps saying, "Stop calling them zombies. They're not technically zombies." Uh -huh. In in this movie, they're just like really sick, infected people that are dying, uh -huh. and they become like they kind of lose brain function. Well, how do you think they feel about being? 
up zombies. I mean, yeah. the, the, it's on the posters, it's on the DVD cases. Yeah, why would you call it Mayo Mates versus Zombie Apocalypse? Like, that's like calling a, a mm. dwarf a midget, you know? Just, like yeah, it's, it's, it's ableist <laughs> language, isn't it? Because you're like, hey, I'm just a guy with an infection, like, yeah. like a airborne pathogen that's taken over my brain. So you're conflating I'm not two, the, I'm not two things. I'm not dead mm. yet. Mm. And in what sense are they mates? And who is the that, me? That and who is me? That would be the, the Daryl character played okay. by Alex Williams. Fair enough. Yeah. And then all the other characters would uh, be the mates, I guess. Yeah. 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 I think that part tracks pretty That well. was pretty obvious. And what's to do with vampires then? Speaking of, all right, here we go. Because the very first question that Mitch asks in this live show is about the title of the movie. So everybody, let's hit it. I'm Mitch. I'm Mitch. This is Hayden, Morgan, and this is Declan, who actually yeah. directed the movie, uh, Me and My Mates vs. Zombie Apocalypse. But today I'm just part of the podcast show. Uh, who is? Interviewing I'll, our I'll, guests. I'll put you oh, here. Yeah, so I'm going to get ganged up on. And our very special guest, Dan Sanguinetti, who produced... The film. Uh, the film. Yeah. And did many other things. What's the film called, Dan? Uh, Dead Exchange. That's the original title. That's the working title. Yeah, that's it. It's a lot shorter and sweeter and easier to remember. But yeah, me and my mates versus zombie apocalypse. That was my idea. Do you think that's too long of a title now that you've had to say it out loud for six years straight? No. Well, well maybe. Mates versus zombies has kind of evolved into what it's become, so maybe. First question for you. Yeah. Why would you let a 24-year-old make this movie and why would you commit tens of thousands of dollars and three years of your time to it? Uh, I think there's some inaccuracies there. I think we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars (laughs) and uh, more like eight years of our time. I think it's been longer than that. But uh, why? I saw something in you, kid. (laughs) I saw something. It was just, you know, there was a spark. There was a little thing in the eye and I was like, hey, this kid can go far. How did you two meet? Oh, yeah, Declan should tell this story because it was on the... I asked you to help out in a production office. We met before that. The first time we met was you borrowed a piece of gear from me. Oh, and so right. I had a camera stabiliser shoulder mount thing and you came and hired it from me for $100 and I only paid $70 to buy it. That's how I work. I was investing in your future. That was the first time I took money from you and certainly not the last. <laughs> so I like that original title, Dead Exchange. I think that's, that's a better title. And um, is it true what Dan Sanguinetti says there that me and my mates versus zombie apocalypse, that title, is his idea? We, we came up with a list of like 20 titles because Dead Exchange was the original one because a lot of zombie movies have dead in the title mm. and so it would put you in that pantheon. But I just didn't like it because they're in a telephone exchange mm. but it just sounds like a dead exchange is like, I don't know, some sort of purgatory or something. I didn't, it didn't really make sense to me. People don't know what a telephone exchange is generally anyway. So I never wanted to call it that. Um, and then, yeah, we, we wanted something that said like Aussie, zombie movie and comedy. And so we came up with Me and My Mates versus The Zombie Apocalypse. But I've said that out loud so many times that it's like, and I've had to type it a billion times in my life. Yeah. And so I'm like, ne- ne- next time it's going to be short movie. Just one word titles, please. Yeah. yeah. It's very findable. Like it's the only thing that's being yeah, remotely true. called that. So, But it means like, if someone's writing a review or if they're doing anything, it's just annoying. Yeah. And yeah. so we called it Mates vs. Zombies all the time. The website was matesverszombies.com. The hashtag was Mates vs. Uh-huh. Zombies. Like, we just kept it like Did that. you consider calling it Zombie Cunts? 
I, that was oh, literally what? on the list. Oh, no really? Joke. Yeah. What about yeah. zombies? Exclamation point. That was on the list as well. Right, like, I'm not go. joking. Wow. Are you joking? The One of the ones was Telstra. Telstra. Yeah. Mitch, what did you think of that clip as a whole? <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, cool. It was your intro. How did you guys feel standing up in front of an audience of billions? <laughs> Name um, me up. Yeah, <laughs> that was a packed house. Never seen so many people in one area. Yeah, a good during amount COVID. of people. There were a number of people there, yeah. but it was a good number. I was very anxious about it, I, especially considering I don't think any person in the audience understood what our podcast was or why suddenly oh, yeah. <laughs> three random additional dudes were getting up with the guy that made the movie. It made it easier uh, when I was like, I'm just going to run around with this microphone. Yeah. Don't look at me. We had <laughs> other stuff going on. In. I think it was a spectacle for them and they obviously enjoyed it, I guess, although they wouldn't have left. <laughs> yeah. Now, did anybody walk out during the movie or during the Q&A I at think all? I saw a couple, guy. A couple left yeah. before the q and I, I saw, saw like one person in the first the five minutes, maybe. Like actually just walk out? I think so. Yeah. I think he was just like, this is not for me. I don't mm. want this. I'm out. Yeah. I, I've got this one memory of doing a screening in Belconnet. Uh, the other thing is this, this is because it was five years ago. It was a fifth year anniversary. That's why we held this live recording. Mm. But I had this one screening in Canberra where... I introed the movie or whatever and then I sat outside and we had like a little table and we were selling posters and DVDs and stuff and like 45 minutes into the movie this guy came out. Now, this isn't important to the story but just so you can picture what I'm picturing, he was a dwarf. It was like a little person. Mm. And what and were his eyes like? Um, not googly, just just mm-hmm. uh, not standard. Yeah. You say normal? No, I didn't say that. No, I'm, I'm I, saying, I, would you say normal? I if you were pressed that, to. That, if I was pressed to, who knows what I would do under <laughs> duress. I mean, I might even kill my own dad or something oh under, if I was pressed to. If I, how hard are you pressing? Mm. Just anyway, the point is, he walks up to Night me. Night of the living dad. He, he, <laughs> he knows that I, introduced, like, that I made the movie because I did an intro. I'm sitting there with my table of posters and it, he just goes, how much longer do you reckon this one's got to go? <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like... 45 minutes like it's it's halfway and he was like okay and he went to the bathroom and i was like i think that is the harshest criticism <laughs> i've ever had to face like i've read all the bad reviews and stuff they don't really bother me but like having someone ask me how long is left to go <laughs> is just like that's i'm terrible. not enjoying this and yeah, i want to know like yeah. i've gone to the bathroom <laughs> and how long do i have to like sit through this um I like that. That's yeah. nicer than just him leaving. Right? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> if he left, I'd be like, he had somewhere to go. You yeah. should have said to him, it's shorter than you might yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of big regrets, yeah. this next part of the podcast is me asking producer Daniel Sanguinetti uh, about the biggest regrets of making the movies. And we talk a little bit about how he got Jim Jeffries. Take a listen. What are your biggest regrets or things that if you look back at the film, you're like, man, we fucked that up? Uh, there's a ton of stuff. Like killing Jim Jeffries so soon after spending so much money. Yeah. We should have like found ways to keep him in. Yeah. I mean, Jim was a major That's career. what I was going to ask about. How, how did you get in touch with Jim? That was the first time I'd seen Jim in anything as well. And yeah, really well, it was all because we, we, we had a, what would you say, like a holy trinity or... A devil threesome? I don't know. (laughs) But you got Alex, Greg Fleet and Jim Jeffries all had the same manager. And that's basically the big secret on how we got Jim Jeffries on because we were like, he he wanted to make more money, I guess. Um, He put his his clients forward and 
Declan liked them. I mean, we went to the Melbourne Comedy Festival to meet with com- comedians to try and work out who could fit. And I, I believe, um, was it Dave Reed that we, we did consider? Uh, or Dave O'Neill. Oh, Dave saw. O'Neill. Who's yeah. Dave Reed? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's just a friend of yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, he was considered for the role. But then, yeah, Dave, <laughs> D- D- Dave O'Neill, that's right. Because we, we went and watched his comedy show at the... In Queanbeyan. In Queanbeyan. Yeah. And then we asked him and then he told us, nah. <laughs> Not interested. So what was um, Jim Jeffries like to work with, Dan? And um, it's been six years, so I think everyone involved is, is long dead. So you can say whatever <laughs> you want. These people paid well, I, I money mean, to come see this five years afterwards. I think you tell them the I mean, I was, I was scared of him the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I spent a lot of money to bring him to Australia. It was, I mean, there was not just the $10,000 flight that... He demanded to, you know, you had to be first class, had to be virgin airways, it had to be all these little things. Rest in peace. Yeah. And uh, then you got the hotels and then he had expectations of, of, you know, obviously, I mean, that's what, you know, famous people want. They have expectations and you you got to meet it and, well, and find it. Was he famous at this point? Was he? Yeah, look, he was. He was. He, he had quite a following. He had done his first season of uh, Legit. Yeah. So, it, like, it was... Just coming out, just as we... And he was doing press... No, he was working on the second one. Yeah. As he finished a, season two, like, a couple of days before he came yeah, to Yeah, filming us. it. Yeah. yeah. So, he, he had... And, I mean, in England, he's huge. Like, he was huge already, so... He'd had an HBO special, and I think he'd had one Netflix special as well. So, so he was uh, he was on the up. Yeah. Yeah. So, we got him at the right time, because after that, he would have been completely inaccessible. He's, so, he's from Sydney, and we basically were like come to Canberra for, I think we had him for nine shooting days right after the new year and then we'll like, you can come see your family for Christmas, come film our movie for two weeks and then go back on tour. He was like about to do a national tour of America and stuff so we just squeezed him in basically. Yeah. Um, he was actually, the character was meant to come back as a zombie, like he was meant to kind of get blown off and then have like one leg and be a zombie and then they were going to shoot him and there was going to be this whole scene where... It was like, oh, you just shot Joel. No, I didn't. That wasn't Joel. Yeah, it was. And they're like going through his stuff and they're like, look, it's his ID card and stuff. And they're like, oh, well, we've got to move on anyway. That was one of the things we found out way later that that was one of the reasons he signed on to do it. To do that. Rep- to do that, like yeah, come right. back as a zombie and uh-huh. get all the makeup and stuff and get to do a thing. And yeah, yeah. And we cut it because he was only around for two weeks. Yeah. It was a, that was like going back to the biggest mistake. That was huge mistake to have made. I'm an upper-class high society. God's gift to ballroom notoriety. And I always feel my ballroom, the event is never small. The social pages say I've got the biggest balls of all. I've got big balls, I've got big balls, and they're such big balls, and they're big balls. He's got big balls. I've muted Morgan's <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, that was um that sounded like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, once got doing a little doing a little Rocky. Doing a bit of character. Alright, well let's just jump straight into the next clip. Uh, this is the worst memory of um, Jim Jeffries and some of the filming troubles. I'll True. tell you the worst memory I have of Jim Jeffries is like a few maybe like a month before we were gonna shoot, I talked to him on the phone and he was in America. And we're talking about the character and the role and what he's going to do. And I just remember him saying, "Look, man, I, I don't, I don't mind about any of that. I just, the, I just want the movie to get good reviews." And I was like, "Oh man, you've signed up to the wrong movie." 
was there not an expectation of something like that? I mean, what kind of hopes did you guys have when you got it off the ground uh, and it was well, coming together? Well, I hoped we would have made some money. <laughs> that would have been yeah. nice. You've mentioned money a lot tonight. <laughs> well, I am the producer. <laughs> I, you know, I am. It's my job. It's, yeah, fair. You know, I, I had people I was trying to you know look out for who gave yeah. us money so that I could pay crew and pay 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 the cast and yeah, all the yeah. expenses. It's you know. Filmmaking's not cheap. It's I find that when you're making something like this, the barrier, like the high bar starts before you're shooting and you're like, this is going to be crazy and good, right. especially when you get the actors and stuff and then you're like, oh, we don't have enough money to do that. We don't have enough time to do that. We're losing shots. There's like the whole ending scene where they're like in the shadows and they're, and it's, they're having that fight like right at the end. Half of that was rained out and so we had to shoot it on different days and we didn't have like half our extras and all this stuff. So like it's really like a hodgepodge of different stuff stuck together. And so you go from like this is going to be great to like hopefully this is good to like can we just finish this? Can we make sure we have something at the end of this that makes like a modicum of sense? And I, I hope that it's there. But even watching it, I'm like, man, this movie has a lot of people saying, what's the plan? Where are we going to get the plan? Who's got the next plan? For like an hour. I'm like, wow. That is true. There's a lot of plan talking in that movie and it drove me crazy. And I think watching it, the lack of plot really shined through. And the fact, <laughs> the fact that it was so poorly directed and um, the set was kind of so cheap and the camera work was like just not Hollywood cinematic, that was the hardest part to watch for me watching it back. But the characters and like the dialogue somehow chugged it along for me. Yeah. So it's like this weird like, oh man, that stuff's really bad. And then this stuff is like good enough to still make it somewhat watchable. That's my opinion. You skimmed over... The, I know because I remember being there and what we said right after that part as well. We segued into talking about ghosts and spirituality. No, well, and this, was, this was after 10 minutes of the, the audience chanting for me. Oh, yeah. So, hey, yeah I Hayden, cut that out. Let Hayden keep talking. Yeah, woo! <laughs> Maybe we'll play that at the end. Yeah. But you told that fantastic story about the ghost on set, Declan, that time, and I just wondered how you... Like, okay, so what you're doing here is you're trying... And I, I don't believe in the improv um, mantra of yes and. I'm just, I believe in ruining no, the joke but. to your face and saying <laughs> no but which is you're trying to say to me now who just went on a long anti-ghost rant and I mm. apologise to any ghost. So it's not just that there. you don't believe in them but you're against them. I'm non-pro-ghost. Mm. I'm go So I don't believe... <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, a- it's Hayden. Welcome to the GoPro Ghost. Here I am in a... In a dark room with a GoPro <laughs> on my head waiting for a ghost. Yeah, well, I'm John. So far, no ghosts have shown up, but stay tuned to the GoPro Ghost. Don't forget to sit, hit like and subscribe and follow my Twitter channel, uh, Twitter forward slash GoPro Ghosts. I also have a second YouTube channel where I give self-help to all the freaks out there that are having bad drug addict Whoa, problems. Oh, here comes a ghost. Fuck. GoPro Ghost. Yeah, well, I'm John Cleese Van Damme. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> And <laughs> I, can't no, yeah. I can't expand upon it. It's a name. It's a name, and that's all John it is. At this point. All right, what was John Cleese's wife's name in uh, Faulty Towers? Connie Booth Connie was the actress. Sybil. Uh, Sybil. Oh, Sybil. Okay, so he'd be like, "Oh, Sybil, I've got to f- spin kick your head off." Yeah, I'm John Cleese Van Damme. He was He was always saying his name in Faulty Towers. Manny, get me the bioterrorists <laughs> off this train. It's no good. 
right, let's listen to the next part of the podcast. This is well, where Morgan. I, I say, I, so, so because we have a podcast and yes. our podcast has like a certain tone to it, um, I was trying to take the piss out of. Sanguinetti? Sanguinetti a little bit and sort of like... Cause, and, and that's a hard thing to do because I knew no one in the audience knew the podcast or, or the way that we behave on our podcast. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, well, what do you I don't stop want this to be disingenuous. Hey, well, I want the we want the people listening to this to think everyone came to hear us talk. Uh, that, we had a sold out show for our first live podcast. And we roasted old salad fingers sanguinetti. <laughs> I had to pay $10 to come to the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> we, all, we, all, we all had podcast. to pay. <laughs> you guys owe we a lot. We had to pay to record that one. No, yeah. there's, no, there's no fooling anyone into thinking that they were there for us. Yeah. Um, so, it, But it was hard to walk a line of like not Being wanting to betray yourself. myself because <laughs> I, 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 wanted, I wanted to try and, and be You betray podcast. yourself every time you walk into that office and take money from that company. <laughs> No, that's not true. BHP. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> so, so, but, but then at the same time, I didn't want to fucking alienate the hundreds of people in the audience mm. by being... Thousands, I, I had, maybe. I had yeah. this moment where I was like, man, I'm really going to like take him to task or, or, or just like, I don't <laughs> know, not take him to task. <laughs> you're like, you're, man, more about? like okay. Daniel Sam Manella. Yes. I kind of wanted to alien ant farm him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't figure out Daniel, what that you was. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> You were talking. Can we talk about money or? Yeah. Was it so What's your favorite you amount? Say, What's your favorite say, amount of money? I don't know if money? it was a joke when that was playing. Just then, you said that his family funneled a bunch of money into the movie. Didn't fu- no, no. They, they funded. They funded the movie. They funneled I mean, it. Funnel, funnel sounds, funnel so, sounds like so underground. Yeah, that's yeah, nefarious. Yeah. But like, why? Why did they see a return on that? Did they see an ROI? I would say nobody who put any money into it saw any money back. Yeah. So okay. No. Mm. So that's feel why bad, he went. Now when, I feel bad yeah. for his family. And that's why we still charge him $10 yeah. <laughs> for the fifth year anniversary screening. $20 to the general audience. Yeah. <laughs> just, just for Like it didn't break his family. I imagine that it all went, because it was, I mean. You don't care. He, he I, I, I did not say I don't care. <laughs> My family are in on this too, all right? Yeah. But no, it was not a profitable venture. But I don't think, no one lost their house over it. They just lost a lot of savings, you know. Yeah. That's what how much you reckon? Let's talk numbers. Well, how much was the entire budget? Let's talk trash. Now, how much did you guys have to put in each, like outside? Because I know you got a lot oh. of funding. Well, no, we actually didn't get that much. I would say the the government funding was like twenty percent, like the rest of really? it. Really? Yeah, but wasn't that hundreds of thousands of dollars? No, we got one hundred twenty thousand from the government. Hundred of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and then we got a fifteen thousand dollar grant from. One of the arts bodies, Grant Daniel. Uh, I wish he chose Grant more, Hackett. He changes more fifteen. No, Grant, Grant Daniel, Daniel walked out halfway through the movie, <laughs> yeah, and he no. said, "That's right." How much longer, <laughs> is, it? How much longer is it? He's like, "Oh, don't worry." Yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah, Grant yeah. Daniel was a midget. Whoa! Sorry, we yeah. didn't go there. Um, yeah, bleep that Google bleep eye. You got that Google AI. Hey, he he hosts Just Cuts now. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's the host of it. Yeah, they've got life-size cardboard cutouts of him at Just Cuts, <laughs> and he's quite small, so they're not very big. Remember when Grant Denier hosted uh, National Bingo? Uh, that National Bingo? Do you mean Nas- National Kino? National no, Kino? No, there was no, like, was like a he d- he TV did like show, wasn't there? Was yeah, it was like Bingo Live, Australia-wide oh, Bingo. Forget about Bingo. I want Bongo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> bingo bongo oh, <laughs> <Rastafari>. <laughs> I, like, I got a Grant oh, Daniel story Daniel. Um, 
my friend had, um, <laughs> when I was in uh, high school or college, we call it here in Canberra, um, a friend of mine was like talking about how he had, had like photos of Grant Denya up in his, um, in his bedroom because he found it. I don't know. I guess he was all over some like um, super cheap auto magazine, like um, uh, advertising material that he got delivered to him, you know, junk mail. And it's like, yeah, I just stuck him up all over my room because I think it's funny. But I didn't really, for some reason, there was a guy that we would often make fun of at our school and his name was Grant. And um, for some reason, I thought that he had photos of this guy up all over his walls <laughs> in, his, in his house. But then when I discovered it was Grant Denyer, I was disappointed. Not a very good story. But really. why would should have saved that one for in front of the audience. <laughs> but why did he decide to put so many Grant Denyers up? Because he thought like it was funny. Thing. Yeah. Well, that was pretty this offensive. Is the same guy who went around school and like posted up National Door Safety Week posters on like doors <laughs> is that satirical or is that just meant to be funny yeah, okay, yeah like cool. people confused well i it. find that offensive and this next part of the podcast morgan asked dan and i like what it feels like to watch Wait, dan the and i or golden eye uh dan and i <laughs> ah, um the, the, the 007 because it is a really offensive movie and now it's five years later and it seems more offensive so that's what this wait next can i try and guess about. exactly how i phrase the question yeah go. is this the midget thing what what is up with all this things <laughs> Why is it going to be like offending? All right, let's see how it really sounded. How do you feel about uh, both of you, actually? How do you feel about listening back to some of the lines of dialogue five years later? And, yeah. And also well, I, I look, from my point of view, I've grown. I've grown a lot. I thought it was, you know, hilariously funny back then. I, I think some of it might not fit right for 2020 onward, you know? I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll happily admit it. I will. I will say that there's a few choice lines that well, five yeah. years does a lot. Yeah, I, th- I think. I, I'll admit, it, it, you know, it, it times have changed very yeah. quickly, and I, I wouldn't necessarily push for some of those lines um, in future movies. It just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, um, I found it refreshing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like with that old guy. I was like, remember when we used to sexually harass women in the office? What happened to that? Why can't we do that anymore? I'll tell you, that rape joke got a huge laugh from the whole audience. <laughs> yeah, and again. Yeah, I think the word retarded, like every time I heard that, I was like, that, yeah, you just don't say that anymore. Things change so much in five years. Like, I don't think five years ago, yeah, I know, I know. And, and, and he does get called out for it a lot as well that I think makes it okay. Like other characters, like you can't say that to him all the time. But yeah, I do think that like five years ago, people weren't getting cancelled as much for offensive things. And like now it's like way risky. And there's definitely things in there that I'm like... Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is the thing. It's their brand of comedy. I mean, if you follow Alex Williamson on his social medias, he hasn't changed much, mm. like, with what the type of things he's doing. It fits within his MO. Like, that mm. that's his comedy, and he has a massive audience. And when we decided to make the film, we, 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 we had a really set direction that we wanted to go. We wanted to make this film that was for this type of audience. And it was, like, literally back at the pitch where we made... Um, where we got the money, you could say, from uh, Screen Canberra, we said this is a film for tradies, this is a film for bogans, this is the type of comedy they like, and so therefore we're trying to fulfil that. I feel like we, we hit that mark 100%. But we it's all, reached it. It's not all crassness as well, because you've got Greg Fleet at the end giving that fantastic speech or you know conversation mm. over the phone to his daughter. That was amazing. I, thought I, th- I think that that's been brought up 
most out of all any reviews or any comments about the film that that Greg's Fleet's moment is, you know. I mean, he said during the production, I would love to win a BAFTA for that yeah. scene. And I'm he like... He would always joke and say, this is my BAFTA scene. I'm like, okay, we can try. <laughs> yeah. We can try. I mean... I That's the British Film Awards. It's like the British Oscars. I don't even think it would qualify. Probably not. <laughs> that was a scene that was like one of the scariest for me because I'm like, I felt more comfortable just filming people kind of bantering and saying, you know all the stuff that they say in the movie but I'm like oh man this has to work on an emotional level and you've had like 80 minutes of no emotions to that point I'm like I don't know if we've built the audience's trust enough to be able to do this but um, I think Greg who's like a NIDA trained actor and has a daughter in real life and like just went into that zone and was like basically just like I'm going to say this as if I'm going to be talking to my own like 12 year old daughter at the time so definitely wasn't anything that I did to make that scene work but he had to bring his 12-year-old daughter on set and put her <laughs> behind the camera to be able to do that, didn't Yeah, he? we had to tear her apart in front of him so he could really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. get into <laughs> those emotions. Oh, that's commitment to the, to the role there. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I just realised that Grant Denyer did not host <laughs> National Bingo Night. Um, Wait, was it, fucking is it serious? Is it because there never was a National Bingo Night? <laughs> no, that was a ghost? Well, actually... Could he? He's hosting every Just Cut simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, it was actually Tim Campbell, Anthony Kalia's husband. He was, all, he was also the, the host that took over for Joey Fatone in The Singing Bee. Can I ask you a question about Anthony Kalia? Yeah. Is it true that he was outed as gay by like a traffic weather helicopter type news helicopter, mm-hmm. like went over a car and was like, oh, there's like a man sucking off another man. Oh, it's Australian <laughs> Idol's Anthony Kalia. Is that real? Is that real? I'm like, on one hand, I I don't want to like get this wrong because I don't know if it's a bit or not. I'm I'm very uh, hold on. Instead of yes ending or no but, he just he just I'm sorry. Maybe this. I know know a certain someone who wouldn't be saying no butting. (laughs) Hey, uh, hey, in the bedroom, Anthony Clear, he's gay. I think maybe what you're imagining, though, Declan, is a scene from uh, the incredible Mr. Dundee. I think (laughs) that something similar (laughs) like that. Did that happen? No, but there was. I'm so confused. There there was a helicopter, like, watching him do things in his house. I don't think there was any dick. Declan, did that happen? I I feel like something similar to that happened. I want Mitch to fact check it when we listen to this new clip about Morgan and Hayden asking the toughest questions Mm -hmm. on the live pod and then Morgan speaks a little bit about writing music and Mitch talks a little bit about being a zombie. Here it is. In total, in total, how many minutes would you say this film is? Oh, right. Uh, 83... And Controversial. Oh, is it? It's not eighty three. I, don't I know. think it might be upwards of eighty six or seven. Personally, <laughs> that's just my opinion, though. <laughs> Whilst we're asking burning questions, I hadn't seen the film. What What was with the deal with all the bloody things that were chasing? What were they? Yeah, that's just kind of part of zombie movies generally. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah I didn't re- really like that part of it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that's cool. More mates, less zombies next time. Yeah. More mates, less zombies. Oh, yeah. The blood itself was like a chocolate sauce, though, because they knew that people had to have it dripping out of their mouths. So it was, like, actually really delicious. Yeah. But they're like, stop swallowing it to all these zombie extras. Yeah. And they all had sugar highs as well. Yeah. Which was not helpful. I got to uh, be a zombie in this movie, oh. which was really exciting. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. 
Uh, anyone spot me? I didn't. I saw you. Uh, did you? Yeah, never I've seen never seen myself in this movie. <laughs> I thought I was cut. I was about to be like, so Dan, <laughs> what's <laughs> up? I'm not, I'm not the guy. <laughs> right. You to talk to Declan. I, I, All right, uh, man. <laughs> no, I, uh, uh, I will say, yeah, it was a, it was a sticky day. And they had most of us in a room for like three hours and you were just hanging out as zombies. For, and then you would go down for, I think, maybe 30 minutes of shooting. Yeah. And then... And then go back. And then that's... Yeah, yeah. go well, back. Welcome to life of an extra. Yeah, that was uh, and a sticky extra at that. Yeah. And yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, Thanks. That's, that's all I really <laughs> Thanks for sharing. To, to, have, uh, <laughs> to say on that. I did want to mention uh, Morgan did the score. Of this movie, oh, which yeah, there you go. I really took it in this time. It was Thank you. Really Listening back those... to it, it was kind of like when you're downloading a torrent on your phone and an ad comes up for a, a medieval game or like a pirate ship game. That's what it reminded me of in parts. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, MIDI instruments in there, isn't there? But you basically worked on that for like three or four months or something, yeah, right? Yeah, well, we both did. We yeah. both worked on it together. Just watching it then, I was like, this, bit, this could use some more music in some parts. Like the, yeah. And there's wanted to tighten it up a there's little. There's moments where it feels like a, a sitcom yes. segue scene. Yeah. It's like, Bruh, like a yeah. door opens or something. It's like, oh, there's music in this movie. What's your favourite piece of music in it, watching it today? Uh, probably the one by um, Bliss and Esso at the beginning. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, That's probably the tightest. But yeah. the, one, the one during the... Um, during Greg Fleet's attempted suicide, yeah, I just thought that was the most fitting and added to the comedy. Yeah, I that was that was pretty cool. And that it also was reminded me of downloading a torrent and an ad. <laughs> in the that was one of the only like early on scenes that I had in my head when I was planning it. So I was like, I know it will be people in a telephone exchange and zombies outside, and they'll basically not fight the zombies. They'll just talk shit and drink beer for the whole time, and then the zombies will get in. But I was like, one of them will get bitten and he'll try and kill himself and he will kind of be talking himself out of doing it while he, like, like he wants to do it, but he can't bring himself to do it. I remember telling my mum and dad that scene and my mum just being like, that doesn't sound funny at all. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, he's going to have the shotgun in his mouth. He's going to be jumping around trying to pull the trigger and he can't reach it. And it's just real awkward. And they're just like, I don't know if that's going to work, but I proved him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I've looked it up. And Anthony Kalia was accidentally outed by an Eye in the Sky reporter. But I don't know if he saw any kind of sexual behaviour. Uh, uh, it just seemed like a really callous way of outing Australian oh, okay. icon I see. Anthony Kalia. So, so I've he mixed was, up. Yeah, yeah. So he his profession was yes. Artie Pie in the Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so he might have been on TV in the helicopter and made like a joke about uh, it or something. But okay. he wasn't like, I can ah. see him sucking the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny joke. It's causing a traffic pile up. Yeah. Is that Anthony Kalia? That's uh, a funny joke. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, that kind of brings us into the first audience question. So, so there was a mass, again, I cannot stress this enough. Mm. The biggest crowd gathering I've ever seen in my in life. history, I think, this, probably. Yeah. I was there. Like the fall of the Beijing Wall. <laughs> yeah. It was bigger than when Noah parted the Red Sea. Yeah. It was basically the equivalent to the animals getting on Noah's Ark. Well, right? it was the equivalent of the animal starring Rob Schneider. Mm. Yeah, like a lot in of Q people were form. It was like in Q&A form. And they were yeah. animal. They were animals. They, animal they were yeah. gnashing. They were they like were. the... 
Animal, they were like the Animal Collective. All sorts of noises and conceptual albums coming out of them every couple of years. So this is the first animal. It's a man called Tom. Should we go to some audience questions? Does anyone have any audience questions? Since those burning questions. Yeah. We got a hand in the middle. We got a few. We got a few. One at the front as well. Bearing in mind, we already dealt with the bloody things. They were zombies. (laughs) (laughs) G'day, mate. What's your name? Hello, my name's Thomas. <laughs> and Thomas, what's your question this evening? I was just wondering if you boys had any favourite lines in the movie. Any oh. favourite lions in the movie? Yeah. I thought it was mainly zombies. But <laughs> <laughs> my favourite is uh, you can't hit an Asian and that's a hate crime. Just because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Hayden? Did you have any, uh, any bits you liked? Yeah, I, I liked... <laughs> there, were, there was heaps in there that I enjoyed. Um... I liked that they don't even have sleeves line. That, yes. that got me, yeah. Mitch, did you have any favourite lines? I think Shooter really, like, he had a lot of lines. I can't, I don't yeah, think... but were there any of them funny? <laughs> I think he had the most amount of successful lines to me. Name one. I'm trying, man. <laughs> I got put on the spot. I, I got flop sweat. Um... What my other favourite one, because Mitch is clearly not up to it, um, is rape by, by its very definition cannot be requested, which again is just true. <laughs> I like that one because it leaves you dangling for a second. It's just inappropriate, but once yes. he lands it with that second line, it's yeah, you're home free. Probably mine is like I actually noticed nobody really kind of made too much noise, but I, I find the YOLO moment. Mm. I don't know why. I just kind of it must be my. Childish humour. It was funny because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it was the meth line. It was like, nah, I've done meth. I, 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 uh, oh, fuck, I can't fuck. He <laughs> says, I've dabbled with meth. I chased people, but I didn't bite them. Not that hard. Not that hard. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. There's one it's line funny because it's true. Yeah, again, that is true. Um, I don't know if anyone saw that video of Alex Williamson like, kicking a fan in the face recently, but he may have been dabbling with meth. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, go Google it. Yeah. yeah, In Adelaide, Alex kicked I, a fan. I have one favourite line because I've only ever heard one person laugh at it and it's just something my mum used to say, which is like, don't leave the door open, our house is in a tent. And I don't know if it's funny, but I put it in there and I've watched it every time just hoping someone would laugh. And one time, like one cackle from the back and I was like... <laughs> That's my guy. (laughs) (laughs) But not tonight. Tonight it was dead silent as usual. Morgan, I have a favourite line um, that you wrote. Do you know what Mm. your line that you wrote in this movie is? I think I sent you the script and you added a couple of things. Mm. And there was one line which is in the movie and it's Greg Fleet talking to his daughter. He's like, you're going to have your very first beer. And she's like, you know, I'm 19. And he's like, yeah, of course, this is your birthday. But as far as I'm concerned, you're as pure as the driven snow. Fuck, remember that pregnancy scare you had? <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember writing that. But watching it in the cinemas, I laughed very hard at that joke. It caught me off guard and no one else laughed at it. No, I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah so Mitch, you've had an extra week to think of a single favourite line. What have you got for me, buddy? I didn't like any of the lines. <laughs> now that I, I, I didn't want to say it at the spot. <laughs> Felt awkward saying it to Dan. I didn't like the lines, you know. <laughs> it, 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 you know, this movie, it doesn't even pass the, the Bechdel mm-hmm. test. So, I mean, ugh, explain yourself, Declan. You're right. There's not two female characters that talk about something other than a male character in this movie because there's not two female-speaking characters. This is a blokes movie, Mitch. Movie for blokes. It's a movie for blokes. What does Bechdel 
come from? Like what? It's is, the like, name of the person who came up with the idea of the the test. Yeah, well, they failed the Hayden test. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my favorite burn. line is. Um, Daryl, you've got the coordination of a stillborn giraffe. Yeah, yeah I love that's that. That's a good one. Because it's, it's like you know, okay. Have you seen let, a giraffe like, be let, born? Yeah. Like they come let me break it down. <laughs> yeah. And if they're stillborn, oh, they're not going to even get those leg wobbles to stay up. And 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 I just think that coordination is a very funny word when yeah. you put those sounds together. Sorry, Hayden. Stillborn. I thought that was the follow-up album to uh, Jets Get Born. <laughs> <laughs> stillborn. Well, yeah, I think I think that was what happened to their career after Get Born. Um, Get Born Again was going to be the stillborn. second. <laughs> All right, let's take a question. Like Pink had that album called "I'm Not Dead." It's a terrible name I'm for not an album. Dead. Yeah, she has an album Had called I'm Not Dead. Well, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We take another question here from someone in the audience about uh, some of the international releases and whether other audiences like the movie. But Mitch, who have you got up there? All right. So what is your name? My name is Masood. Uh, I've got a couple of questions. Uh, one to Dan. So um, you mentioned, I think, in one of your podcasts or yep. it might have been in, your, um, uh, in one of your posts yep. uh, that it did pretty well in the Japanese market. Tell well, us a little bit about that and was uh, what was the reaction to that? I mean, we were surprised that people in Japan got to see it because we don't know if that was an official release. We, we yeah. found the post, like Declan regularly, like one of the things over the last five years is Declan sends me like updates of what's online about the film. So sometimes it's a very negative response to it. <laughs> sometimes it's a, it's a really glowing review of it. And one day he just found this Japanese poster and it looks amazing. The poster looks awesome, like better than I think what I did with the the official poster. And <laughs> but we found this amazing Japanese poster. It's like on a streaming site, and there were a few reviews, and they all were like, it was very funny. They didn't get all the humor, but there was a lot of gore which they liked. They like they found it very like they liked the Australian uh, fauna, and uh, <laughs> they liked the Australian culture that was within it. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're talking about the kangaroos at the start, which makes me think they probably only lasted the first 10 minutes. <laughs> but, you know, they, 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 they wrote a review of it. And, and yeah. we had to do the Google Translate, obviously, yeah. to understand what it was. This was, was really pretty cool. recent as well. This was like in the last 12 months that it yeah. got somehow released. I mean, we've Japan. seen no receipts from it. So <laughs> we've, we haven't made any money from it. Yeah. But it was just actually just pleasant to know that, you know, it's been seen around. I mean, in, in regards to other international releases, we, I know the film got released in the Philippines, but it was released on Pirate Bay. And Pirate Bay was like 20,000 downloads. So that was yeah. good. That was great to see people was, seeing the film. There was an Indonesian version on YouTube for ages as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah which was kind of cool. And yeah. Until like DMCA <laughs> got rid of it. But um, yeah, it's, the world has seen it, which I think is probably the most satisfying yeah. feeling about making it is it just wasn't an Australian thing that people have embraced it to some degree. We got to see it in Spain as well. It played in this film festival in Spain and it didn't have captions or anything. It wasn't dubbed. It was just in English, no subtitles. And we were sitting in the back of this weird kind of community hall and they're not really laughing at any of the dialogue and probably because they speak Catalan, it was in Barcelona. So we're like, I don't think they understand what they're saying. And only like... This movie is a lot of just people talking and all of the jokes are just dialogue. But then they would go like nuts when someone would get killed. Like if a head got chopped off or something, they'd be like laughing and cheering. And you're like, oh, some things just transcend language, don't they? 
And they liked the swearing. They, they really liked the swearing and the blood. Was the two things that they really gravitated to. So just coming back to that, there's a part what Dan said about the Japanese poster. He he was like, it was an amazing poster. It's a pretty good poster, but the fact is, it's exactly the same as the American poster. Just the lettering is in Japanese. Jeez, that boils my blood. Yeah, that's slow finger sanguinetti. That's mm. salad fingered sanguinetti. That boils, oh my. That boils my testicles. Dallin's Dan Daniel Daniel. Daniel uh, thank you. Salmonella. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Dan Thank Salmonella. You. Wash oh, your hands, man. You. Thank you. Wash your hey, hands. Hey, I've, I've got a favorite line. Yeah. Oh, yes. I was a bit late to Is it. Is it a line time. of Coke? Oh, <laughs> oh, no, no, they come yeah. in cans. It was man. the one where you he's like... the line, mate. <laughs> Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be oh. guarded by men with guns. Okay, he's doing Who's going to do it? <laughs> he's doing Jack Nicholson, but he's not you, even doing... You, Lieutenant Weinberg... He's not even. I a have a Black greater Nicholson. responsibility. No, this is Christian Slater in a few <laughs> good men. I wish you did it as um, Black Jack Nicholson or Jack Black Nicholson. Hey, you can't handle the truth. Sorry. No, now, sorry. can you Jack do that Black. again, Black. but add a bit that. about bangers and mash and about <laughs> his daddy. My dad says. What does his daddy say about it? And we, did he order My them? dad says, we live in a world with walls. And there's bangers <laughs> and mash behind those walls, Lieutenant Weinberg. <laughs> Let's read some of the Japanese reviews. I got, I got the Japanese reviews. Can we do accents? Uh, yeah, we can do accents. So right. obviously these are Japanese, written in Japanese. I've had to f- search the Japanese title of the website, to, uh, the movie, to find them. On a Japanese website, I've gone through Google Translate. So we'll read them in the accent yes. that they've been translated to, which is, of course, English. Yes. All right. So this one's called Impressions and Evaluations of Theocrats. Thorough stupidity is completely different from playing around with texto. Unfortunately, this work seems to have been made with the latter playful spirit, a vile movie from Australia that doesn't deserve a positive evaluation. And it's me, oh, John. I was going to do John. <laughs> John Cleese Van Damme. Nah, you, you, you have it. It's fine. I've got another one in the tank. <laughs> yes. Impressions and evaluations of Kojika movie. That must be zombie in Japanese. I suppose so. Zombie comedy B-class movie, The Story, and characters are full to call me. <laughs> and is recommended for those who like B-class movies. This is the first time I've seen a ball mosaic <laughs> in a movie. I laughed at the sudden appearance of intelligent zombies. Now that's a one out of five stars. <laughs> it sounds fairly positive sounds good to me. in that voice. So, 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 <laughs> it's the first I've seen a ball exciting. mosaic. Yeah, now that's got to be the, the testicle moment. Yeah, I suppose so. That was a mosaic. Yeah. Almost. I, I wonder if the harsh tone of the one star review was lost in the Google translation and the beautiful English John Cleese accent. <laughs> John I was like, Cleese this Van guy Dan. loved the movie. Was that John Cleese or John Cleese Van Damme? Uh, that was just know. John Cleese. Sorry. All right, Morgan, the what you got? Texture for of <laughs> the big He's class got Alan Rickman from Harry Potter. Without lies, poster there is Hold on, no. Can you say that again? I didn't quite. The texture of the B class movie without lies, poster there is no element that has the same strangeness as the movie. And although the setting is of the orthodox zombies, is occasionally firmly put in. The black joke in the life of the castle is the main. Frankly speaking, it was a pity that I couldn't be an honest student or a sharp guy, but if I was bored anyway, I wish I could have released a koala or kangaroo zombie like an Australian movie. 
<laughs> that's great. All right, Mitch, what's next? Oh, how, that that was a two star out of five. So that's a four out of ten, and a five out of ten for the impression. I didn't have any particularly <laughs> laughable scenes, but I really like the stubbornness of the end rolls that I enjoyed normally. <laughs> okay, I so there's, normally. there's about three or four of the Japanese reviews that, that mention this, which is during the end credits, there's a scene. Um, so the movie ends, the credits start, the characters come back. The characters are basically dead as well. Like it ends with the t- two of the main characters dying. The credit starts. They come back. They, they're still dying. They're covered in blood. They've just been eaten by zombies. It's like just their heads and they're talking a little bit more and then the credits roll and then at the end of the credits, they come back a third time. And so numerous of these Japanese things are like, I liked the <laughs> stubbornness of the fact that the movie like would not end, like it comes yeah. back, which is just, a, yeah. That means they watched it all the way to the end That's as well, right. yeah. which, which blows my mind because as we said, it's a fairly average movie at the best. The Japanese are nothing it's if not thorough. It's my favourite review. I thought that the correct answer was to give up thinking that zombie comedy is good or bad and make them crazy and watch them crap. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says, the way it ends may be a little new. Let's watch it exactly during and after the end credit roll. Only there was a little evaluation. I lost when I thought about where the crowded people went. <laughs> they lost. Yeah. They just, I imagine them getting very sad when yeah. they're just they thinking, oh, where did all the people go? Yeah. I think, he's, like I think what he's saying is that um, there's scenes where there's like a lot of zombies outside and then there's so scenes where there's you're just a couple. you're speaking for the Japanese. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. we would stop uh, yeah, English colonialism. That's colonialism. Right, we when I was over in Japan, they did say this a lot. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I would like see movies and you'd be like, where's the stubbornness of the end <laughs> yeah, of the So I stuck around, but then I did leave for the evaluation part for there was all these people that have... That last there. one we read also gave it a 2.8 out Ooh. of 5. Mm. So that's, that's positive. All that's right. pretty good. We've got two more short ones. And it's, it always says impressions and evaluations of, and then the name of the person. Yeah. So this is Jenny, right? It's a very short review. 2.3 stars out of five. This is like the B-class movie. Laughs. It feels like you can laugh a little. Yeah. <laughs> um, I that, couldn't laugh as much as comedy, but I could laugh a little at the end. Why do they love the end so much? <laughs> I don't know. They think that's... Okay, like I, it's a, the, there's nothing wrong with the end, but yeah, I it's like not. It. It's not funny. Like the, all, I think all the funny stuff happens earlier and in the middle of the movie. Right? To watch it for ninety minutes and be mm. like, I don't like this movie. It's not very funny. I don't get it. It's all Australian, and then be like, but it just kept coming back. And yeah. it, just, they, it just would not end, and I appreciate that. It was persistent. It's you know how sometimes you hear about those couples and they're telling their story when they're like eighty years old. It's like he was so persistent. You know, he just he just kept hitting on me. That's what this movie is. It just keeps hitting on you and eventually you give in and you marry the damn thing and you have four kids with the fucker. All right, I'm going to... There's a few clips left. I mean, we've been going for so long. Maybe I won't even play them all, but this Blame is... Blame a double speed. Make it, make, make it sound like chipmunks. This is another question from the audience. Uh, this was a man called Paul and he's asking about... We, we talk a bit about changes to the script and reshoots and the expensive heartbreak and also I talk a little bit about playing the character of Daryl myself. Take a listen. All right, I got a question from a gentleman. My name is Paul, and uh, two things. One, first of all, I like the little line there where Andrew Tree says, why does everyone keep asking me that about the ninja movies? I thought that was a classic. Yes. Um, but the other question, I guess, about the whole process, unless somebody else has already asked this, but it's a long journey from script through to shoot, through to post-production, all the things you have to do, and then the edit as well. So how much did it change in that process? I mean, was it 
was a kind of a fairly smooth process, or did you have to make major decisions, particularly in that last kind of, you know, when you decide to have to do that final cut? Yeah, we did one extra day, maybe three or four months later after the main shoot, and we had a we had a rough cut. And we just had a few holes we had to, to fill in, but for this one day, we were like, "What can we cram into one shooting day?" We added a bunch of scenes and little pieces, and we got a crane and we did this whole thing um, out the front of my parents' house. And oh, the, this this is the biggest heartbreak I think for me. This story, so I keep telling yeah. it, but it's it's a sucky story. So the the very opening of the movie where you see a bunch of zombies and you see like a crashed car and Alex Williamson's character like breaks into this house. Yeah, we had this whole crane shot and the idea was that it was meant to open on this zombie head and then it would get exploded and he would run through. Um, And we filmed it all and then uh, one of our producers was like, we formatted the card and we just lost all of that footage. It would have been spectacular. Just imagine, right, like (laughs) picture this. And I mean, Mm. I I pushed Declan saying, this is something I want to see. I want to see the opening of the film. It's just this landscape of Tuggerong. And it's on fire. Yeah. And it's burning. And there's sirens. And <laughs> there's people screaming. And, you know, and the, ca- and the camera comes down. It moves down towards... The Lands on the, a zombie's yeah, head. Yeah, ro- roof of the house. Ro- you know, all that you see, the, the, the mess that's Australian in front of it. Australian flag. Australian flag type deal. And then you come on a zombie, you see his face. And we've got that zombie at the start. The first yeah. zombie you see, you see his face. And the idea was then we we're going to digitally add his head popping off. And in comes Alex Williamson. Um, that was going to be his big introduction to the film. And it would have been all in one shot and it would have been spectacular. Yeah. And that's not obviously how the film starts. Yeah, so what happened was we, we basically lost that whole morning shoot and then uh, Mike, who's here, was shooting behind the scenes with a, one of Dan's cameras and we were like, do you have any behind the scenes of that scene? And he's like, I have a few shots, I have a close-up of the zombie and I have like... It's actually me playing Alex Williamson in that because we couldn't get him back for that one day. So it's me running through. Yeah, we just used behind-the-scenes footage for it. Yep. So Mikey saved the day, basically. So... Yay. (laughs) I could tell that wasn't him. I thought, who's that going through those cupboards? And it was you. Yeah. That's cool. You can tell by my hunch in my back, my, my, my personality shines through. Just a more attractive person in the first part of the film than the rest of the film. <laughs> so, Hayden, are you gay? I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm I like Morgan, cholera. Yeah. are you a traffic helicopter man just outing? <laughs> Stop! Yes. Because yes. you sort of suck just a dick from It's exactly how he it. did it in the airplane. There's something well. so wow. funny to me about the idea of like, and traffic on the parkway is blocked <laughs> up too. Is that Anthony Is that sucking Sucking a cock. I think it's funny if it's if somebody's commentating a horse race and then they just break in the middle and Anthony Clay sucking a dick. Anyway, back to the horse race. Yeah. Um, speaking of money that was lost, that day that we lost half that footage of the reshoot day was about $10,000 worth. Yeah. Down the drain. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. I, I think I remember you telling me about the idea that it would start off with the burning of, of the... Yeah, the that, that would have been good. That would have been good. Yeah, because um, that was the idea. We watched it and we were like, oh, there's no real context to what's going on in the world, how big this yeah. is, how far along it is. Yeah. Um, so maybe we we'll add it in. This is a question now where I ask Dan uh, a plot oh, question. Oh, it was Vic LaRusso from Vic Channel Larissa. 10? Uh, oh, Vic LaRusso. Yeah, Vic, Vic LaRusso in the Channel 10. Dude, he he's up there with Richard Moorcroft. He's man. literally up there in the aeropl- in the helicopter right now with yeah. Richard Moorcroft. <laughs> All right, here's a part where I ask Dan 
uh, a question that's always bothered me about the plot, or basically it bothered me watching it just then, and so I thought I'd put it on him, even though I'm the one who fucking wrote the fucking thing. We should be doing more impressions of Vic LaRusso. Cause his, do you remember the, the fisheye lens? So, Dan, i got a question for you about the plot. Sure. Um, if Roy like loves his wife so much and will care so much about her dying, why does he not once ask where she is or what she's doing or mention her at all for it's, the whole movie? It's, it's a really good question. It's a really good question. Um, I might refer that to my director and writer. Um, but also, why oh. didn't Fleety and, and Shooter go with them in the car? Oh no! Wait, that, that's that, that's obvious. He uh, he's dying. Oh, he's and Shooter's dying. an idiot. And Shooter's a coward. Oh well, no, he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But he was dying. Like like that. That's that's the main threat of the story. Really, is that Greg Fleet was just a dad, and he cared about his children, like you could say. And so that's you know he was just doing the right thing because he would have turned into a rotter and he would have killed everyone. So it was the right thing. It's just yeah, Alex should have gone. Shooter should have gone. He's an idiot. But that's great. That's he deserved to die uh, after yeah. everything like, They're did. pretty awful people, so they kind of got what they deserved. Should we have given Dan more shit about plot things in this live? Like, should we have just hammered him hard? Yeah. Is, is it his fault if there's problems with the plot? Does that I mean, matter? He should, he should take all the, the <laughs> it's brunt. It's definitely my fault, but yeah. he, we were all, it was four yeah. of us versus one of him, and I'm on your guys' side. You should have given it to him. Any, other, any other questions that you're, like, uh, that you're now thinking about the plot, Mitch, that you're like, well, this didn't make sense to me? I don't think anything didn't make sense. It was just boring. No, no it wasn't boring. <laughs> no, it was it's just, it's, it's uh, never... The story that's doesn't the shocking really thing anywhere. about it, is for how little is happening plot-wise. It's just it's a vehicle boring. for jokes. Yeah, they're good jokes. and it's I mean, like, the, the plot to me is they're locked inside the um, telephone, telephone exchange. exchange. Some more people come to the telephone exchange. We discover that maybe the army's in on it. And, the you know, it just kind of, like... But there's there's no I guess especially considering like the way the movie ends there's no triumph at the end right they just kind of yeah. die I mean it's, it's, it's I don't think I it's guess they get away there's a bit of a story arc but most of it's just set in the exchange and and people come in and out and I don't think that's for a comedy movie I don't know that you need and I've said this before on the podcast I, I don't like it when a comedy movie tries to tries to really carry a plot too far because mm. it can't focus on the on the bits yeah. and I just want bits right yeah. and that's what this movie had it's uh, comparable to your clerks as yes. well kind of like yeah. a model a bottle episode one environment yeah. lots of dialogue lots of clerks was a big inspiration it's mm. like what can you do with a real small budget where it's just characters talking to each other and mm. that's how you sustain like 90 minutes right and so there's a bit of zombies in there because you're like we need people to watch this and I don't think you could do just like a convenience store movie nowadays. Yeah. Do you think this would have played better if it was in black and white? It might have looked better if it was in black and white. <laughs> mm. I'll chuck and it through a little film. What if what it had Sick LaRusso like, in it? It would sound better in black and white. Do you think? It would sound what better is? if Anthony Kalia was singing the soundtrack with a was dick Anthony in his mouth. Anthony yeah. song? So, uh, you yeah. raise me up. I think that was a cover. I don't know. I can't think of a no, singer. Didn't he have that song? I don't come up there and slap the dick out of your mouth. I said, I don't come up there. And <laughs> he did. He also he had, had that, that one. song about Vic LaRusso. All right, there's a couple Vic more LaRusso in the traffic cup. Oh, before I go to the next clip, I want to ask you guys a trivia question. So there's a little running gag where Roy references films. 
He does it four times. Mm. Can anyone name three of the film references that he makes? I don't remember I any. There's a Crocodile Dundee reference. There's a Crocodile there. Dundee reference. Oh, yeah. He goes, that's not a knife. This is a knife. And he's like, no, that's a machete. Oh, he goes, you call this a knife? No, I call that a He does a Sundance and Grim yes. Graham. Yes. Grim Graham and Sundance. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Bush Cassidy and the Sing Sang Bam. And he's... The oh, other one is... Mad Max? No. Yeah. Uh, he, sa- he says Mad Max at some point. He's, oh no, Alex Williams has sa- says I'm like the junkie Mad Max. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. one, the other one I'm thinking of is, well, there's one where he's looking in the mirror and he says Showtime. And then there's one where he just goes, oh, when everyone's dying, don't come crawling back to me. It's going to be like Nightmare on Ball Street. Mm. <laughs> Nightmare on Ball Street. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, doesn't even rhyme. Yeah. And there's one where he's like, uh, get us when the rotters have got us. <laughs> that rhymes. I'm like the Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan Atreides. <laughs> yeah, and he truly is the Bob Dylan Dog knowing, chip picking Roy. And then uh, later on, he's like, he's controlling things telepathically. Or he's trying to tell his <laughs> like friend Bob to. Bob Dylan does. And he goes, use the force. <laughs> he says, use the force. <laughs> he doesn't. Luke, that's a lie. Luke, right. use the force. All right, this next question is from Mitch's friend, Tim. Let's hear how that went. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I got a question from a man in a Christmas shirt. Christmas shirt, what's your name? Tim. Um, With the last question from the bloke down there, um, you kind of answered the stuff with, I guess, where you had to make decisions on it not being perfect in regards to, like, logistics, paying and all that. Yeah. But I guess more for Declan, like, choosing where to actually draw the line and saying it's like... It's not perfect, um, but it's like this is good enough to get out. Like, well, I guess, what's the process for you to do that? Yeah, there's there's so many decisions like every day with little things, and you're fighting against time and money, obviously, but also against the crew and people just saying like you're like I want it to have this to happen, I want it to look like this, and then people are like oh yeah, it's not going to work if you try that, and then sometimes you just you have to take their word for it. If you're unexperienced like me, you just go, all right, well, we'll have to do something else then. And then other times you you go back and like make it happen and it, and it works good. And you're like, why didn't we do that? That's what I said all along. I knew it would work. There was one example like that. When Alex Williamson shoots the zombie with the screwdriver in its eye, like at the start, um, we had this dummy and we, and we caved out its head and everything. And the first thing we tried to do was we wanted the big explosion of the gunshot so we filled this condom with blood um, and we had our special effects guys pumping it with an air pump and so we sat for like a minute just rolling the camera right above this zombie's dummy head with a big exploding condom they're pumping it and they're pumping it and condoms can really expand it got like massive and we're just everyone's going this is going to be huge this is going to be like they're all wearing goggles and stuff it's a regular Friday night for me mate yeah (laughs) And they're pumping and pumping, and it's 45 seconds, a minute straight. The tension is just rising and rising, and then it just goes... And it's just the most, literally a deflating moment, which we do still put that shot in. You just, when they go back to the head, you see it, like, pulling out. And I was saying, can we shoot the condom when it's filled? Can we shoot it so we get the splatter? Yeah, people in the crew were like, no, you can't shoot the condom. And then the gun guy came up to me, the the armourer, and was like why don't we shoot it next time? I'm like, yes, that's what I've been trying to get people to do. They told me it wasn't good. And then we shot it and that's the shot that's in the movie. So yeah, that's one example. One of the things I remember was like the day before we were filming with the military rover, 
Um, we had Esso coming down from Bliss and Esso to play the soldier. We had we had Jim as the other soldier. Dan calls me. We finished we finished filming one day. We're ready. It's like six p.m. I'm driving home, and Dan calls me, and he's like. There was a long, long involved story about how we were going to get this military rover. And the truth is that we found one in a car park once and we just left a note that said, hey, we want to make a movie. Can we hire your rover for like one day in like six months? And, the, and we got in touch with the guy eventually and he was like, yep, cool. Anyway, the day before we went to do it, Dan calls me. He's like, the guy with the rover is in Perth and he's got the keys in Perth and so he can't give us the rover. And I was like, all right, well, what are we going to do? And Dan's like... Uh, hey, look, I'm a thinker and a doer, <laughs> all right? He goes, we can use my car and we're going to go to Bunnings right now and we're going to paint it like military camouflage. <laughs> well, I've sent someone to go to Bunnings right now. And I was like, okay, can we do anything else? And then, um, yeah, we basically put the call out. Is, is Jerry here? Yeah, Jerry's yeah, here. Yeah, Jerry. So I think Jerry was like, I might know someone who knows someone who's like a car person who might know someone who has one of these. And... Um, the next day, it was there, and we paid him, like, a case of beer. Sure, you're missing the part that I turned up really early with paint <laughs> <laughs> and, like, stuff. I was guaranteed. I was doing, doing it. it. I was doing it. Yeah. And I got told as I was getting the paint out. I still have those cans of paint. Mm. I, no, I still do. They're sitting in my garage. I do, I've, I've, nev- I've never needed green spray paint before. <laughs> Dan's never needed green spray paint. Can you boys believe no, I can't that? believe it. What, what was he talking classic about? Classic Dan. You know, Having going, met him, I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> no. You're like, he would have used that <laughs> He's always got, like, green spray paint <laughs> around <laughs> his mouth. <laughs> He's like a Mad Max character. He yeah. loves that shit. Hey, what I never got about people that do chroming, why do they always do it with spray paint? Why don't you use, like, deodorant or something, right? Because then it doesn't leave it. Is there something in the paint or is it... It's, I thought it was an aeros- yeah, it was the like aerosol itself. It's actually paint. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Just, you can't yeah. do it with other things. Mm. I mean, I don't Why know. don't they get invisible paint so that it doesn't leave a marker on their mouth? They like that noise. So that's a really good question. Why don't they get invisible paint? Why don't? And now let's go to another question. <laughs> this is the second last question. This is from April in the audience who asks about the upcoming sequel. And as I said before... We made no money from this movie and it didn't get great reviews. When are you shooting the sequel? Uh, shooting a sequel, well, mm. we actually tried that. We, well, we didn't try We didn't it. try to shoot it. We, we wrote, well, Declan wrote it and I liked it. Yeah, I can tell you what it would be. Um, it would start off with Alex Williamson and Greg Fleet being dragged into the desert and given bionic legs by a bunch of aliens. And... Um, and then you'd find the apprentices that are, like, living out in the middle of nowhere. There's a whole Mad Max thing with um, a gladiator ring where they make people rap battle to the death and then they kill, like, the loser of the rap battle. Adele's character, Emma, would, would be pregnant and she'd have the baby about halfway through and it would be an alien. And Alex Williamson would walk around with the alien and it would be, like, his little CGI friend and it would have two kind of big boobs for eyes and a vagina for a mouth. <laughs> And he'd be just trying really hard not to start an inappropriate relationship with it. And the movie would be called Me and My Mates versus The Alien Invasion. And the twist would be that the, the aliens sent down the zombie virus to kind of like wipe out most of humanity and then they come and take over Earth. And that's exactly what he sent me. <laughs> no lie. Yeah. That's I even pitch. had a picture of the alien face. <laughs> that's where you started. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, that, that, that's partly true. I actually went back and read this document about the sequel. Um, I hadn't opened it in six years because mm. I, I remembered some of it. 
And then some of the stuff I said was a lie. It was just incorrect information. Uh-huh. Um, the actual trick was in the scene in the tunnel where Alex Williamson says to Greg Fleet, what's at the end of this escape tunnel? And he goes, it leads to the gates of hell. In the movie, we use a take where he goes like, oh, don't say that, not after all we've seen. But I, we also shot another take where he's, like while he's crawling through the tunnel, he puts something in his mouth. And then as he says, it leads to the gates of hell. He goes, oh, don't say that. I just took an acid tab. And then the idea was going to be that the end of the movie was just an acid trip. And mm. so they didn't actually get torn apart, but some of the real stuff. So it was going to open with um, Matt Pop, like all disheveled out in the bush, like hunting rabbits and stuff. And then um, Adele's there and she's like, uh, Emma's character is really pregnant, like eight and a half months pregnant. And then um, they've got Andy True's character who's who's grown no beard, has still like exactly the same hair. He looks all nice. And he's got his broken ankle from like the end of the movie, right? Mm. And so he's just being pampered and he's like in the tent and he's like, oh, can you guys bring me uh, something? You know, like, can you pat me down and rub the sweat from my forehead? Because I'm injured. I've got this broken leg, right? And then like... Yeah, you find out that it healed like six months ago, but he's just been laying there and being taken care of and they're bringing him food and stuff. Um, all the other stuff about the aliens coming down and her giving birth to an alien and Alex Williamson like befriending it, um, that's all true. And I said that there's a photo in here about what the alien would look like, so I may as well show you guys right now. Um, and we can describe it. Yeah, so that's what the yeah. alien's head would look like, right? The, okay. What is right. that? That's a pair of... That's like a... Is it yeah. a sex toy? Yeah, it's a sex toy. But why is the tits on it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just condensing the female form down to its essential. Well, yeah. The most yeah. important parts. The toes. The toes and the ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got one last question from the audience. Um, this yeah, was hi. Hey, hi, Mum. Christina. Oh, and thanks, I, Christina, for joining us. No worries. Evening. I really like the film. I'm just wondering, who's that sexy man up on stage with you? The that's man? John. No, 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 the other one over there. John. Oh, the Hayden. No, no, no. Hayden, that's you, bro. That's Stop being shy. Oh, hey, what's, what's going on? You got a question for me? Yeah, I was just wondering... Um, did you hear about Anthony Collier and the way that he was out? <laughs> well, yes, I did hear about that, love. Would you like to hear more about it after this screening? No. <laughs> Thank you very much. And scene. Dude, that was whack. That was fucked <laughs> All right, let's go to the very last question. <laughs> whack. Your name, sir? Sam. I was a production assistant on the film. <laughs> and, thanks. And, that's um, it. That's it. No, um, uh, I was only at the rap party for like a short time and I know with such big characters there must be some good stories. I know I got called in like maybe a day or two later to help clean up the shellfish that had gone real bad in the, oh. the un-air conditioned set. Yeah. But yeah, I was wondering if there's any stories like was there any clashes with the big characters or any, any stories from the rap party that I missed? Yeah, there was a thank good one you, where um, Matt Pop's girlfriend got into a long fight oh, with Jim no. Jeffries. <laughs> That's right. That was yeah. yeah that so went a while. They were arguing over whether acting is difficult, and so <laughs> Matt, Matt Pop's girlfriend had just done like three years at Charles Sturt Wagger or something doing acting, 
And, and Jim was saying, acting's the easiest job in the world. And she's like, well, no, it's not. It's really difficult. And he's like, no, I just did two seasons of a sitcom and no one once ever asked if I could act before I starred in it. And she was like, well, no, like real acting, you know, deep emotional stuff is really difficult. And he's like, then how come Anna Paquin won an Oscar when she was nine? If a nine-year-old can do a job better than everyone else, it can't be that hard. And, and they're both very drunk. And me and Morgan are standing right there watching this for a good... 25 minutes like they are going at it and Matt Pop's girlfriend was getting really angry and just being like he is such a fucking dickhead this guy is such a dickhead and and he was he like Jim Jeffries is very funny and he was doing it in this very like nonchalant just kind of like get out of my face that's I'm just, the thing I'm just, though when yeah. you get to know James on a face to face level he really is the sweetest man I mean yeah. salt of the earth one James. of his arguments which I you know, it's hard to disagree with the man when he's in his zone, but he was saying, like, dancing's harder, stand-up comedy's harder, <laughs> juggling is harder. <laughs> and, and giving then, pretty good reasons as well. Yeah, like yeah. He's breaking it down. And the way it ended, <laughs> and I don't know if I should say this, but whatever, you guys came for the five-year anniversary. He just goes, all right, I'm going to go do some more cocaine. <laughs> and you're going to tell me three reasons why acting's harder than stripping. <laughs> and then I'm walked away. <laughs> True story. Um, there was one part that I thought about afterwards and my girlfriend reminded me is in the middle of this, he put his finger in his nose and pulled out and he just goes, oh, Coke boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I remember when Dan told me we got him into the movie, he called me and he goes, I just got a call from the manager. Jeffrey Nugent is in. And I just said, what does that mean? And he said, oh, that's Jim Jeffrey's real name. And I was like, well, why would you? <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Did you know that Jeffrey Nugent is afraid of bananas? Is that is that one of his bits or something? No. It's a, oh yeah. It's a well yeah, Morgan like, showed you me can this. find this clip on YouTube. Oh yes, it's on Opie and Anthony yeah, or something, and right? They, and yeah. they put and he just keeps me like, no, seriously. It's oh, no, don't don't open the banana. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just does it's it's just some of the chewing and it's the texture of it all. Yeah. No, don't give it to Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah, and they're just they're just tormenting him with it and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, good it's very sad. I remember they did like <laughs> Yeah, there was like an episode of Dr. Phil or some one of these shows that was like entirely like this the special episode dedicated to phobias. And then you get like a woman out on stage and ask her what her phobia was. And of course you know oh, what's gonna come yeah. next. Mm. And so she We've like got a thousand of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's like she didn't like cotton wool balls and then oh. out comes a guy like in a like oh. full cotton wool ball like outfit, like covered in cotton <laughs> wool and she starts screaming and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What are you torturing this person for? She's like, ah! No, 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 just calm down there. Listen, Sit down. this is good for you. Don't worry. Like, don't worry. This is good TV. Well, I'm bald and you don't see me screaming about it. And everyone's like, ah, don't he, he, I've got one of the interns to dress like Pop and Fresh. She's just deathly screaming. Oh, that is horrendous. So I also like, what it, like people have legit fears and they're just like, uh, I'm afraid of deadly hornets. <laughs> and they're like, well, we've got a cage full of them. Unleash them into the audience. And everyone's screaming. They're like, well, this is a widespread phobia. Wow, there must be a lot of people <laughs> yeah. here that have this. Yeah, This affliction. Yeah. All right, cool. So we can better give this, um, this film a rating. Are there any other clips? or No, that's the last clip, everybody. 
So, uh, yeah, should we go around and give our final thoughts? Let's go around the horn. I'm going to start. And my, my opinion is uh, ha- has been swayed by reading every... Sway in the morning. Yeah, well, I've listened to a lot of sway. <laughs> especially that one where Kanye keeps telling him he doesn't have the answers. He doesn't have the answers, yeah. though. That's true. Um, so I've read every review that is out there, including the Japanese translated <laughs> ones. And um, obviously I made the movie, and it's been five years since it came out. So it's been seven years since I wrote it six years since we filmed it and you know i've matured as a human being Mm. um i have a i have a a weird relationship with it where i'm like i see all the little things that are bad about it like i i I would be more critical so if someone says oh i give this a one star i hated this movie it was trash i'm like yeah i totally agree when someone's like i love this movie i'm like oh that is so awesome i don't know if i could say that i love this movie but i find it really funny still and i think there's good bits in it and there's a lot of bad stuff so i like Gonna give it a 5.5. I think it just borders on being like kind of right on dead average to me. That's where I see it. Mm-hmm. How does that compare to all the other movies that you've rated? I think it's pretty high in the pantheon of these, and I'm totally willing to say I'm biased because mm-hmm. I have some good memories of making this thing and I still find it funny. But I think, like, as I said, production value is really bad. Some of the plot is. Like there's just so much like about the plan and the way it was directed is really the worst part. Not just the way it looks, but like the um the only thing I was focusing on was like the rhythm of the dialogue. And I'm like the just the composition is terrible, the blocking is really bad, mm. the framing is really bad. Um so yeah, I'm like as a directed movie, it's really bad and it would probably be like a two or out of ten or something. But I think the characters, the performances and, and the way that they did all the lines and stuff. Um, makes it like watchable to me. So yeah. I think it's the script and the performances that make it enjoyable to watch. Um, I'm look. I, I don't want to offend you, um, and I'm you, not. You actually can't. Like I'm. I feel like I could not have a thicker skin about this because, as I said, I've read hundreds of people being like, "This right. movie was horrendous. It's a one star." Um, I'm. I'm going to give it. The thing is, like, I'm putting it on the same scale as all the other films that I've. That, that I've rated on this on this podcast and I think I have to be honest in saying that I didn't like it as much as Staying Alive which is <laughs> obvious and I think right. that's around about I can't remember how high I've taken Staying Alive you said that to his face man that's well I was look, looking at my phone at the yeah. time but <laughs> yeah. well, I will make eye contact now and say I like Staying know, Alive more I know that nothing will ever beat Staying <laughs> Alive that is held as a constant uh-huh. if you said it was better than Staying Alive I would End the podcast right then and there. Damn straight. Yep. Certainly better than Bolero, Low Dirty, sh- uh, Dirty Down Shame, Low Down Dirty Shame. Um, so I'm going to give it a six, just a clean six, because that sits well in the rating of everything else. It was a funny movie. And your Staying Alive was a six point five. Right? Well, yeah, but I think I've upgraded that a few times. It's an old, it's an old um, document I'm looking it's an at. Old yeah. dog. It's an old dog. I'm looking at the newest one, and that's. It's, it's still 6.5. Yeah. You yeah. haven't been updating it. No, I have. You you put other ones as a 6.45 and a oh, 6.47. Right. What were those? Uh, derailed. You gave yeah, a 6.45. That, that was good. You gave Killing that's Me fair. Softly a 6.47. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd, I'd say both of those movies I enjoyed more than this, I think. Just. And this, well, this beat, if you're giving it a 6, you're, yes. you're beating Problem Child by 0.1. Yeah. That's a 5.9 for you. I thought this was funnier than Problem Child. Again, because it just was jokes. Like like I've said before a thousand times, I just like joke after joke. I don't want to, yeah, don't want to watch Problem Child. What what did I give Problem Child, though? 
Mitch, you gave Problem Child a 7 out of 10. And you gave Highlander 2 an 8 out of 10. Which makes it a legitimately... It an 8? I was really good, wild good now. 8? Yeah. Yes. Jesus Christ. I was really... I was really just throwing my balls into the mm. wind. Yes, Get you were putting your ball. What was the line from that review? <laughs> something about, oh, yeah. I've never seen a ball. Something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mosaic. Now, remember, this movie does have a close-up of balls, but it also has some naked female breasts, so there's something for every uh, <laughs> everyone. Every, everyone on the spectrum. You talk yeah. to each other about something, and then you would have passed the Bechdel test, dude. Ugh. If I made the two titties talk to each other. Yeah, if you made the titties <laughs> talk to each other. Have you ever seen titties like in, um, like, the, these are pretty big titties no, in the movie. No, and and they are running and at, at sprint uh-huh. and they are flopping about. Sure. They, the physics in a titty flop <laughs> during a sprint should be studied. Should be I'm studied. just telling you, they they wilding out. I don't know, I'd if like they, I don't know what you'd like, pull from that study. <laughs> well, you oh, you'd be pulling something, yeah. eh, fellas? Oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, 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 what are you talking about? I, don't know. I wish I knew. I always have to say I know, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Most of the time I don't know when yeah. there's a group of men and they start laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just stand there going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm gonna go six for this one. Right. Flat six. Flat six. I think give a brother um, a point one, Mitch. Give a brother like, a point one. It only it's all I've got, mate. <laughs> it just we it lost so much money, Mitch. Point one, please. You gave Shadow Come Conspiracy on, mate, a six point four. Shadow, Shadow Conspiracy, Conspiracy was good. Shadow Conspiracy I like that had a lot movie. going on, man. Watchable. I don't you know, gave though. Mac and Me a six point eight. It's plot. better than Mac and Me. Come you on, been to McDo- oh. <laughs> give Mac and Me a six. You ever been to McDonald's? Yeah, well then Mac yeah, and Me is better. Yeah. Don't All right. Oh, there we was they were dancing. Movies I've never been to a point. fucking no telephone exchange. Fun. All right, these are b- okay. Well, then, then it's not on the same scale. It's not the same scale. It's all right. Seven. It, right. so it's get, yes. It's jumped a whole oh, extra point. That is so good. That makes me feel so good. It just it just gets there, and I will say it is earned. And I was trying to give it like a fair rating in terms Stop of like this, that. but now thinking about the way that I've rated movies, yeah, sweet seven. I'll take. I a seven. loved it, bro. Thanks, man. It was fun. I, yeah, I worked on it. I, I, I was Morgan, always gonna. Like don't do that to the mic, Cable. Bothering me. Don't you twist that. All right, Morgan, you're up next. Is what it, have you got for us? It's a good movie. I have so many fond memories of it. There's so many people in it that I like. So many people in it that I hate. <laughs> so many people that I feel indifferent about. <laughs> the guy from Davis Wheeler with the googly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that guy popped up in it. Um, I can't really objectively rate it and rank it against the other movies. The only way I can sort of compare it to other movies is in terms of like Australian movies. Mm. and um, things of a similar quality and funding, like The Wizard of Oz, for example, by mm. uh, directed Shanks. by Michael Shanks, who's been on this this podcast a couple of times. And they're about of equal quality, Ooh. and I think they're about of oh, equal... Man, this is, this is probably Michael, if you're part. listening, and I hope you are, I don't agree with that. I think Wizards of Oz is a lot yeah. better. 
Of course, you guys didn't say this at all. This is me talking. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm saying this. But I just want you to know this isn't this isn't me talking. Right <laughs> now. I'm, I'm, this is Morgan, yeah. not me. This is, this is me. This is now me. I don't know. Morgan. I don't know. This I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I'd just clarify. This isn't me saying this either. <laughs> I'm not saying this. I'm not in it's control. Um, but I think it's as Ghosts. I think it's as yes, watchable. Very nice. Call and back. I think it's as well paced. back. And I think there's as many jokes and as many good performances as that. And 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 compared to many other Australian things, um, you know, this is basically the castle uh, too. Uh, when you're watching this, I'm thinking this Just is a the bit d- more blood and a bit more fuck words. Yeah, it's like the dish and the castle had a baby. Mm. And what I like where he's going with this. Go yeah. on, yeah, yeah. Go and on. what was born? Yeah, was uh, the born identity. <laughs> the born identity. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a, give it a six point nine. 69. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eating a fucking pussy. Eating the pussy. And I also just want to say, I don't know. I don't know. I was Denver before saying all that shit about <laughs> oh, you. He did the Kalia bit. He did it all. I just want to say, traffic up the parkway is blocked. Is that Declan <laughs> pretending to be Morgan, giving, giving a bad review to Wizards of Oz? I'd like to give him some traffic up the parkway. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just quickly while is we're that, doing... Is that how Vince LaRusso was like, I'd like to give Anthony Kalea some traffic up the parkway. Oh, sorry. No, he is gay. He is gay. Should I not have said that? Uh, unfortunately, I was reading up on it just before and it's pretty boring. He's like... Talking about like a friend know, of his know. from school, and then he's like, "Yeah, and his partner's actually like I don't know Anthony Kalia," oh, right. and that was literally the extent of it. So yeah. <laughs> all right, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Truly rotten potatoes. Oh, you don't want to hear big balls one more time? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>